set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode... We're discussing Pootie Tang from 2001, directed by noted pervert, Louis C.K. Um, and we have a very special episode um, this week. We have some guests um, with us today um, from White People Won't Save You podcast. So if you guys want to take a few minutes to introduce yourselves. For sure. Uh, I'm Jordan Clark. I'm one of the hosts of White People Won't Save You. And I'm the other host, uh, Cameron Mason, who hosts uh, White People Won't Save You with Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) And we're very, very glad to have you all here. Um, So with our um, guests, like when we have some guests on our podcast, we take a few moments to ask some questions. And we have some questions for y'all because with these episodes, our guests picked our movies um, and they selected Pootie Tang today. And we, we have some, so we have some questions. Okay. <laughs> we're, ready, we're, we're ready. We made our choice. And so we're, we're definitely ready for uh, <laughs> the consequences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess Brady, um, well, first we should say that we were guests on White People Won't Save You. Um, I don't know when the episode dropped, but we talked about Hardball. Mm-hmm. Um, so go look for that if you haven't listened to it. Um, so we are kind of returning the favor by having the guys on the podcast and they could have picked any movie that they wanted to, which, especially since you watch such hard, not hardcore, but just like, oh my God, (laughs) these movies, um, you know, this is, this is the vibe that they, (laughs) that they wanted to go. But I know Brittany wanted to start off with some questions first on her end. So my first question is, what is what was the inspiration for White People Won't Save You? Oh, I thought you were going to ask why, why Pootie Tang. Uh, no, I mean, that was the second <laughs> question. But we will get there. Oh, we, yeah, I was about to say, we're going to get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the show, I think I was, we were all in the middle of, of quarantine. I think I, I came up with the idea around like, almost the very beginning like early in in 2020 and just thinking about doing a podcast I had done some before and like enjoy doing it but I usually had just done it by myself and I was like okay I like this idea of investigating these white savior films but I don't think I can do that alone (laughs) I don't think I can go through that journey by myself Um, and I was trying to think of people that I knew who were like you know not only just like into film but like definitely had you know interesting opinions and um cameron who is the brother of one of my my former roommates uh kemet uh you know we knew each other we talked and hung out a few times and like you know Mm -hmm. talked about movies and then you know like you do with with people you know you kind of lurk on the internet and you see you know their (laughs) opinions about things and i was like you know cam knows like he really knows movies like he really knows film it's not just like a hobby but you know i mean he's uh, he's an actor um but like you know he's not just watching movies he's like you know examining them and like you know thinking about them critically so i reached out and he was like that sounds like a like a crazy fun idea 
um, but little I, did I, I know what the future would hold. <laughs> I really think what we wanted to do is, you know, obviously you you guys know being in the podcast space, but also you know being black people in the podcast space that like, in terms of of movie podcasts, like there's a lot of them and the black people are doing them, but like in the grand scheme of things, like we're still a small minority in here. Um, and so you think about stuff like how did this get made? And you think about stuff like the flop house and you think about stuff like, you know, blank check and all these other great podcasts. But I'm just like, I think we have some things to say about not even just bad movies, but like there's a like white savior films occupy a very specific space that I feel like <laughs> us having the chance to respond to these versions of history or these versions of like how because it's it's still unclear to us we've done about 40 episodes now we don't know if like mm-hmm. we what it is is that this is how white people see us or how they see themselves and uh, i mean so i've talked <laughs> talk to you i've talk, definitely talked to you about it and i've talked with other people kind of at length about this very subject about like you know white art depicting black life for everybody's sake and it's like I see the thing with white savior films is that, that like right Jordan they're usually with the noble cause right right <laughs> or they're, they're made of some sort of they think they're being noble in some yeah. way and for years we've been fed that kind of stuff and kind of not really noticing it and especially the trope itself like you'll see the magical negro trope as well and black people see that and we're obviously like okay that's obviously not us we don't bang with that but we don't notice what they're doing and i think what our podcast kind of does is we're kind of like the columbo here we're the kojak here (laughs) we're 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 the detective each week kind of like going through each case and being like here's what they're doing specifically what they're doing and i I want i want black columbo so bad (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's just that should be the next cover, like volume two cover. Is uh, we're just black Kojak. <laughs> so you've done forty episodes already? Because I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, podcast just dropped like last year, right? Yeah, we're doing them every week. Since, like so. August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think we're on. I don't even know. I think we're almost on eighty. I think our next episode will be our eightieth. And it's all right. Been forty? No, forty. <laughs> four years but um, it's a marathon not a sprint yeah yeah Yeah, it's definitely a marathon I'm wondering like since you've covered so many like is there are you uncovering more movies all the time because some movies are very like obvious and then like you have like the help and stuff which is a movie I have not seen specifically because (laughs) don't watch it you're good you're good (laughs) I knew it was gonna be some some mess but some other movies that you have watched either I've never heard of or um, I've seen, but I didn't like realize that was kind of the underlying, um, I guess the underlying themes, like some like the, like the Matrix, mm-hmm. but then like, <laughs> when you talked about White Man's Burden, I had to show Brittany. <laughs> I told Brittany, I was like, this is the, please, <laughs> please listen to this episode. Please listen to what your boy John Travolta is doing. <laughs> He's a wild boy. He's a wild yeah. boy. He's doing Bless. a lot of things. I think we we have every time I do research for an episode, I think I find 
a movie that I never heard of before. <laughs> like we were doing, we just did Ghosts of Mississippi and mm-hmm. um, just doing research for that. I found three movies that I'd never heard of ever. One of them being, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, Son of the South, which was a movie that came out, I think 2020 or 2021. And it was like about it's reverse. Um, ooh, what movie am I thinking of? Because it's like, it's a, it's a, Oh, it's reverse black Klansman because it's a, it's a, the son oh, yeah. of a Ku Klux Klan. Is that one with Ludacris? No, that's the one where no. Ludacris teaches a former Nazi kid to ride a bike. Or like that kid <laughs> <laughs> likes riding bikes and, and Ludacris encourages him to do that. I, I got to go back to the DMs because you hit me like bam, bam, bam. You hit me it's, like three in a row. I was like, oh my God. So it's with Lucas Till. Do you know who that is, Brittany? You always know random white people. They out here. You sound like an X-Man. Uh, he might have been. I, I think he think. was. He was Havoc in the X-Men. It's all CW level like <laughs> yeah. actors and people. Yeah, it's um, like Lucy Hale. <laughs> and then there's Cedric the Entertainer. And it's produced by Spike Lee. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> I yeah, swear to God, yeah. Spike. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he was just like, I guess... I owe you one or like what I don't know what the math on that was but you know and there wasn't a bag for it because it definitely went straight to whatever like it didn't come out in theater so um you know Whew. there's 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 a whole I feel world like Spike out there made sure it didn't come out in theaters yeah I don't know we're gonna be doing this podcast forever at this rate <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I wonder if there's more like of the well, I mean, the ludicrous one, that kind of threw me. But I wonder if there's more, like, if he's, like... <laughs> I think it threw ludicrous. <laughs> Don't know. I think when, when, you hear the, when you hear the behind the scenes, like, when I read the script, it threw me. He's yeah. been doing, like, car racing for so long that I guess he wanted something <laughs> new. Some people got a niche. Some people yeah. got a thing, you know? Yeah, I wonder if this was, like, like, if these movies are more, you know, on the, not lower budget, but like you said, like the CW level, <laughs> like, I wonder if you're going to find like a Hallmark version of some, <laughs> some mm. terrible. Well, all three that you sent me, Jordan, were like going to show up on the Hallmark network or, or bounce. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, then we found, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Neo Ned with, uh, oh, uh, yeah, boy. yeah, I tried to get Brittany to watch that and she won't do it. <laughs> no, I don't blame like, her. Come through, come through. I, <laughs> Certain movies are already a part of me from my youth. Right. Some I just can't take in. <laughs> Neil yeah. Ned is one that I just can't have become a part of me. Like that's fair. I think I, I just can't do it. I think Gabrielle Union is like fighting to not have that movie show up anywhere. <laughs> you can't find Gabrielle. it anywhere. I was looking Yo. for. You can't even find a trailer for it. I yeah. feel like you've done <laughs> a good like job. Scrubbed it. There's a um, a girl I watch her videos on YouTube, uh, Kenny JD. She does her bad movies and a beat where she like watches a really mm-hmm. crappy movie and does her makeup. And she did Neo Ned and she's like, this is a hard one to find, but I found it, Gabrielle. <laughs> I um, got you, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I don't know no. what she did. I think she had to go on eBay or something. Like it was, mm. she was serious. She's like, I'm going to watch this. That's how we had to watch White Man's Burden is we couldn't find it anywhere. We had to get it. We had to get the DVD. So I have the DVD is on the other side of the wall waiting to be burned. One day. It's like a, like a cursed <laughs> object. Just living. It's, <laughs> it's my Brittany, Ark of the it. Covenant. Brittany, I think you need it. 
Yeah, you might have to throw that in the well. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> like the yeah. ring. Yeah, you gotta you gotta throw it in the well like tomorrow. I'm sorry. Oh got it, dog. I like how you know oh. where it is at all times. It was so close. Like, <laughs> it was right there. It was waiting. I, I feel it emanate in the mornings. I feel it like boom, 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 boom. I feel that in the mornings. This is a this is a piece of garbage right here. This is some That's bullshit right here. Too. Can you imagine waking up to those two faces staring at you? That I mean, this, like face off. He, he did it. Yeah, he's been doing this for a while. He was like, I'm facing off. Every poster I have. What, this? What was the other one where he was like, uh, not, not vertical limit, but there was the car chase one in the desert. Same mm. poster. It's me and another guy. <laughs> in two guys. <laughs> Wow, man. Brittany, I think you need that. Just well, to be cursed content in your house. We're going to have a ceremonial burning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This can't exist. We can't have more copies of this on the planet. <laughs> we are going to do our job to eliminate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that brings me to my, like, my question. My first question would be, well, I guess, am I stealing Brittany's question? No, no, no. I want to steal this question, Brittany. You have to ask. <laughs> What has been the worst movie? Because, I mean, oh, man. Five Minutes Burn was pretty rough, but I'm yeah. sure you've watched worse ones. And I don't think we've ever actually, like, gone back and, like, sat on it and been like, in our, in our, in our days, in our days <laughs> yeah. as podcast hosts, what's been the worst of these trials and tribulations? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think we've ever had that conversation. What, what, would, you, what would be your worst, Cameron? My worst? Like, yeah. the worst? piece of crap I watched. Yeah. So far. <laughs> it might have to be same kind of different as me. That was like, huh? There were repeated moments of what? Just <laughs> just watching the movie in real time, just being like, uh, like I would laugh, but then I would be like, no. <laughs> like there was, I mean, that movie included Jaiman Hansu just like Busted up lunch tables with a baseball bat because he was mad. Then mm. when he found out why he was mad, his life, his his past that he told you about was like literally chapters from like every bizarro Tony Morrison novel you had ever read in your life. Like, like him going up on the bus and just like gun wasn't loaded. I'm gonna hold up a bus and then get arrested. But also I was like playing with my one white friend back in the day and we were like sword fighting with crosses and clan costumes and this was fun for me like what mm. this is recent were, too 2017 yeah. and yeah. the fact that it came out within the last five years is just like bonkers to me like mm-hmm. that that what's his name what's the, who's uh uh what's his name the guy who produced that movie the lead the guy oh um uh, uh, Is it Greg Kinnear? Greg Greg Kinnear. Boom. Yes. Well, and he it was thought, like Renee came out of like retirement to be in that movie too. Like that was her right, first she movie. Wasn't working. <laughs> she, she was, was like, way I'm better. chilling at home. I'm chilling at home with my kids. What gets me up out of the morning is this retiree. Like, oh wait, I came across this script. I came across <laughs> same kind of different as you. I gotta get back in the game. <laughs> this old BS. Yeah. Uh, oh, just it was confusing. It was just a confusing movie. What about you, Jordan? And John Boyd. It's a. It's a- and John- <laughs> oh, well, uh, I expected him to be there. Is always. I expected that. He's it's a. a he's, for a me. he's a Trump campaign ad. He's a walking oh, Trump yeah. campaign ad. Like, 
I get it. <laughs> um, I would say it's it's a tie between two Kevin Costner movies. It's uh, oh. it's Dance of the Wolves because I had to watch the four hour version. The four hour. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just somebody had to do it because I'm like, all right, a what could possibly be four hours? Like what? <laughs> what what could you possibly be doing for four hours that you felt needed to be watched by anybody and the cleaning, answer was nothing it was, yeah Clean. it was it was a lot more of him just like existing in nature and like scenes that had no 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 business being in a movie um and then the other one he did was black or white and that was oh. more just like everything with the behind the scenes i mean the movie itself is is crazy uh, especially the, the fact that <laughs> what did he call uh, wait to his face he, he, well, he called him a street nigger I'm for, who, who's, who was the actor Andre, Andre Holland oh, like, <laughs> like Andre Holland went to set that day and they did it like six seven times they just called him a street nigger to his face and he didn't kill mm-hmm. him in the same day yes uh, and then went went to court and was like you know he's on drugs, right? And they're like, yeah, I guess you should have custody of this child. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo, that whole movie was bad. Yeah, was and like, Mike Binder's on, drugs, a, Mike a on several. Uh. Mike Binder's interviews for that for that whole press cover was just like the spiciest, wildest. He's, he blamed Ferguson on Black children not behaving correctly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's Your boy whole... was like Clint Eastwood, hold my beer. Yeah, no. <laughs> so those are those are two movies I would I would much rather never see again. Those are rough, especially. Mm. I mean, Dances Wolf sounds very just overblown. White? Yeah, <laughs> white. But that other that just sounds just egregious. It's bad. White. That's I started I started the four hour version, and then in the middle of it, I was like, oh, I'm watching a special cut. There's no need for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, are there like any films that you were like surprised by they're not like being as bad as you thought they would be like okay like you braced yourself but in watching them it's like okay it wasn't as bad as I thought um I mean we just did an episode for this movie Mr. Baseball yeah Um, I I was thinking of just that yeah it's a it's a tom Selleck movie from like the early 90s where he goes to japan and plays baseball um and it just uh, it just feels like it's gonna be full of just the worst stuff in the world but then it ends up like he's a i I feel like the movie is actually like oh he's a difficult guy trying to do some character work here yeah like character work I mean, the whole movie's pretty mid, but like the yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, but like the in terms of the offensiveness, like it could have gone way worse, and it was they're all offense. Like, there's never been a movie that we're just like, oh yeah, this is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're all offensive on some level, um, but some of them are are definitely just like, yeah, all right, that's you know, I didn't enjoy it, but it wasn't like you know, it didn't hurt me on a on a you know visceral level like you know the help or something like that so i think maybe we've we've gained enough perspective with some of these movies that we're able to just kind mm. of be like all right yeah we you know, sure whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know it takes it's it's taken a lot 
now these days to really get us to be like, oh my god, I can't believe that was a movie. Yeah, it's, it, I I feel like my um my bar for like how messed up a movie's got to be is like it's way higher now. Having mm-hmm. watched these movies, right. So I guess my next question would be kind of what's the hardest part about watching so many white saver movies because I don't think we have watched one on this podcast yet good keep it that way yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we're gonna start because usually like (laughs) it's hard because some of them are like Oscar winners so it's just like oh okay you know or best picture yeah you know so you kind of have to talk about them yeah they're in the canon like that's Mm. That's insane. Is that Driving Miss Daisy? It's Driving Miss Daisy. Daisy. It's <laughs> Dances it, with Wolves. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Green Book. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Blindside. Sandra, best... Sandra won Best Actress. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So that's three Best Picture winners and a Best Actress winner. So that's like top awards. Most of Hidden Figures were... nominated. Hidden Figures was nominated for like both uh, Taraji and yeah. uh, Octavia Spencer. Another another uh, Kevin Costner original in that one too, <laughs> taking down the women's the the Negro sign in front of the bathroom. You know, snore. He's got snore. Yeah. Oh, he your your boy thinks he's doing the work. Did you? I don't know if you saw the rest of the Oscars surrounding the slap that we'll probably reference later. I'm sure, but um, yeah. we. we... We're, no, yeah. we're gonna have to. <laughs> gonna but have Kevin to. Costner, when he went up there to uh, present Best Director, your boy just went on. He was just like, "I'm gonna be up here for three minutes, and okay. I'm gonna talk just like this." He he's really interested in himself. That was him. I was watching. Okay, because I remember somebody was coming up there, and I was like, "Is he okay? Like, does he need to? Do they need to bring him right. here?" <laughs> <laughs> because he's going really slow and i don't know if he's trying to stall or is he like get him a popper or something like that (laughs) pick him up (laughs) maybe he needs to get slapped too yeah does somebody everybody just needs to wake up slap you know across the whole audience because your boy is really self-interested oh yeah i was a little worried i was like he's not gonna like collapse on the stage is he there's only there's already too much happening tonight but i forgot that was him (laughs) I, i almost thought that was some other actor, but maybe yeah. I'm confusing them. Oh no, it's it's best picture winner, Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Noted noted movie racist, Kevin Costner. Yeah, I've everything I've heard about him says no thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your boy messy, he's messy. <laughs> um, so I guess um, my next question would be: um, Is there a movie that you would like to cover if you could like a white saver movie um that you haven't done yet or even oh, if I you just want to talk about one without like actually liking it yeah i got one i don't know if you got one cam i actually just saw one so oh. okay I, I, what, what do you got though wait or is, repeat the question i'm sorry is this a movie that i'd like to cover that's yeah. not a white savior movie well or? no well so like that, one that you probably haven't done in the podcast we haven't yet, done that yet you are yeah yeah okay looking forward to talking about or you actually liked it and you you just like shit we gotta talk about this movie <laughs> i want to talk about gods of egypt because that oh. movie <laughs> sounds that means- amazing <laughs> it sounds like i can't wrap my head around a movie not even like like 
I think Chadwick is the only black person in the movie. Of all the, <laughs> the, the whole cast. And you mean it's of a, the gods of Egypt? Of the gods of Egypt. And it's another one of those movies where, well, because there was, um, which is the Ridley Scott one where he was like, black people, there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no black people that could star in this movie. We need to, I think that may have been the one with Christian Bale and um, what's the other dude where it was like the Ramsey. Oh, oh you're talking about... Um... That's, it's not Angels and Demons. That's the Dan Brown book. Yeah. Um, it's something. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. We're gonna do this. Yeah. We got it. Well, because of the technology. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he was really God's and Kings. God's. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where he was like, well, I can't find any brown people to be in this movie, so I guess you know Christian Bale and uh, right. who was who was the other dude who was Ramsey's. They've done this a few times where Ramsey's just been a white man that they uh... yeah. <laughs> Exodus, Gods and Kings. Yeah. Oh. No, but Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton, yeah, oh, that was it. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's movie all messy. I don't see a single black face among them. No. That I mean ah. that's the same thing, but like gods of Egypt, like we're even going further than that. Like, you know. Ooh, there's <laughs> like dude from Game of Thrones. Isn't yep, that the guy yep. from Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Gerard Butler. Aaron pa- I'm talking about I'm talking about Gods of Egypt, which is the like fantasy movie where uh, it's like Moses and Ramses is like Ethan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, both of those movies are just like y'all ain't even got black people like in the back. Like we can't even be in Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not even no, there. But if you showed up on set and you was like, you know, Egypt, Egypt is in Africa, open your third eye. And yeah. then everybody on set is going to be like, okay, he's a little aggressive. Right. <laughs> I need to see. He's who, a little angry. I need to see who. Oh, okay. Chadwick Boseman is Thoth, the Egyptian god of wisdom. Oh, no. And he's, <laughs> he's he was on record saying, if I didn't take the role, because people are like, why are you in that movie? And he was like, because there wouldn't have been any black people. <laughs> Wham. Yeah. Black person to the movie. So I took it. Yeah. These but names it... are very not. <laughs> you got um, not Dick black. Gray- the man who played Dick Grayson in there. He's yeah. Like, Fuck that man. Okay. <laughs> 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 mm, that sounded a mess. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, is going to be intense. I bet the special effects, though. Hmm. There's something. You- I bet that's going to be a, a great time. <laughs> a lot of Cam- green screen. Cameron, did you have one that you're like, I actually kind of want to watch that? Um, It's actually, I, I just watched it. And I just watched it for the first time. My roommates just had it on. And I was like, oh, this is that. <laughs> um, uh, White Man Can't Jump. Okay. Which uh-huh. is like, it should. Be, you would expect that to be one of our like white whales, right? Because it's in, almost in the title a little bit. <laughs> But I just haven't even thought about that movie being like on, even though it's on the list. I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll get around to it. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, I also have never seen this classic movie that's got like so many lines in it and like the Rosie Perez performance in it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I just watched it. I was like, oh, this is kind of dope and actually not as offensive as I thought it was going to be, being that it's from like 92, you know? Yeah. 
and it's by a white director and writer. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be problematic. And it's like, oh no, it's actually like niggas talk that way. <laughs> we, we, we do stuff like that. You know, we scamming too. Like I see it. <laughs> so I, I mean, not as egregious as Exodus, but mm. um, yeah, I, I'd be down to do White Man Can't Jump. You know. I don't All right, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, we can do both these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this episode because I haven't actually watched White Man Can't Jump. Didn't is that what um is that what um um why is his name escaping me right now? Oh, we got Woody Harrelson and Wesley West, Snipes. Wesley Snipes yeah. at the Oscars. He was wearing basketball <laughs> shoes and some. I don't know if they were supposed to be short. I don't know. Mm. There was a lot of, there was a lot looked, going on. He looked like a costume out of Exodus Gods and Kings, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're to gonna, they're gonna remake White Man Can't Jump. With your boy, uh, Jack Harlow. Yeah. <sighs> Y'all are not serious. You gotta do the claps. You gotta do the claps. He is known for the claps now. He's not serious. <laughs> I can't get away from that child. <laughs> He don't want to get away from black women. He's like, <laughs> he wanted to leave wait. us alone. <laughs> no, he wait, wait. Jesse Gemstone, for real? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. okay. Out here. Yep. Out here. Okay. Against who? Like, who is who is he going to play know. against? Who Who would that be? Who are we, who are we casting as, as Wesley? Wesley Snipes now? Um, um, Aaron hmm. from Gronish. <laughs> what? So I don't know. Wait, Aaron? Why Aaron? Is that the kid with dreadlocks and the mustache? And it looks like he's Uh-uh. He the one with the little little ponytail oh. in the back. Okay. I do know who mm-hmm. you're talking about. I can see uh, that. It's not, I was going to say Trevor Morgan, but I think that's from an old DCOM. Okay. Um, His name not Trevor. He played Shaft. Yeah. In yeah. The Shaft remake. In the remake of the remake of Shaft. Yes, the remake of re- the son of Shaft. The son of, yeah, the, son ask, of Shaft. The, the son of Shaft. Shaft the third. Yeah. Why didn't they call that movie Son of Shaft? Like, that's the point, right? Nah, because it's, it, it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's, yo, it's one of those movies that I, this is Hollywood shit that I hate. It's like Double Another City for New York and it's obviously not New York. They Toronto? change within like, yeah, Toronto <laughs> and Chicago, yo. There's a scene where they're outside and they go around a corner and they're in a different city. I'm like, damn. <laughs> we're right here. Are you Shaft talking about- all about Harlem. Are you talking about Jesse Usher? Is that who you're referring That to? nigga, yes. Hmm. That guy. I've never seen this person either, but- um... So Son of Shaft and the Claps are going to be <laughs> yeah. in White Man Can't Jump. Because I was trying to summer. think, like, who, who, who is the equivalent of Wesley now? Yeah, and like, it's not that guy. It's not that kid. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Yaya, but like, because he's in like bat, because he's an ambulance, and I don't right. know if he's in that because like he filmed that before he did all the other stuff, or like, right, if he was just like this check looks nice. That trailer. Um, that trailer. <laughs> I, that trailer looks dope. Am I the only one? I'm the only one who's Wait, like, I'll is, see ambulance in the theater. Is ambulance like nine one one? No, it's like if, it's like Yaya needs money for his kid, and yes, and, and 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 um, Jake Gyllenhaal, noted Smelly, wants to like he's like a <laughs> bank robber, 
um or something yeah like hey they're like adopted brothers and he's like if you let me if you come and help me like be my getaway driver i'll give you all this money which makes no sense yeah (laughs) wait is it so it's like speed in an ambulance no it's like a little bit it's a michael bay movie so i mean you already can imagine what's happening there but it's like a low budget michael bay movie you know it's like all one location yeah you know or it's in an ambulance and then you'll blow up a bunch of cars around it like they make they make this like once a year i'm into it every (laughs) now and then i think he's just testing out his pyrotechnic skills honestly like i don't think he did anything by this (laughs) or you know who you know who could do it also who i would i'd like to see in more movies i wouldn't like to see him in this movie but i guess if this is how he gets in the movie, I'd like to see Trevante Rhodes get more where, roles. Yeah. So like he needs to be like in something where he's unhinged and like wild, and that could yeah. be the white man can't jump. Mm. I, I see that. Okay, I'm with yeah. that actually. And we do need bird box. Yeah, where's he been? In the box. <laughs> in the bird box. Stuck. <laughs> Stuck in the bird box. Well, yeah, I'm done with that. (laughs) I never want to see Jack Harlow again. So anything I can not see. (laughs) It's been, it's been like nonstop. All the people who say they don't like Jack Harlow somehow keep sneaking them on my timeline. And I just want to know, are things okay at home? Because I am so tired of seeing him. Um, I feel like those people only play the feature on Industry Baby. They don't even listen to the hook. They're just like, where's Jack? (laughs) <laughs> where, where the claps on my ass cheeks <laughs> i think he was on the what kids choice awards singing that apparently can you hey, what yeah and uh the kids knew all the words so hell yeah um, you know they did they you didn't they kids did. bop it no i don't think they did i think he tried to kids bop it but you know like how they you know they'll fill it in you know so yeah, the children are aware they have yep, they're online they know what's up yeah okay i mean yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised the Kiss Choice Awards aren't like as uh, viral as they could be. I mean, I feel like kids, like, right, they know the internet, right? They shouldn't be like hacking into the Kiss Choice Awards doing something weird. I think if it was like like BTS or somebody, we'd, we'd know about it, but it's not. Um, so yeah, yeah. You, know, you gotta mm. get the right, the right people, the right people mm. um, with hackers for fans. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. I feel that, I feel that. <laughs> Jack Harlow doesn't have that yet. He He might. He might one day, but not now. He got the club. He got the club for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> I guess my next question was, um, what, since, you know, we've talked about so many terrible movies, what's the last good movie that you watched? I'm going to let Jordan go first because I already got mine in the handbasket. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go watch the movie that Cameron is going to talk about uh, later today after this, which is everything everywhere all at once. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm about to go see it. Um, The last good movie that I watched, I feel like there's movies that I've seen somewhat recently that I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's maybe not like, a movie that I loved, but definitely a movie that I enjoyed. Um, and maybe a little bit with <laughs> line with booty <laughs> is I watched um I watched Sugar Hill because like um Ooh. uh Criterion has like a like a whole black exploitation section now that's just like the kind of off off the beaten path black exploitation movies that came out. Um yeah I haven't checked that yet. Yeah so this was in there and I had never seen Sugar Hill. But 
like I, I love a good black exploitation movie, and this was definitely one that like checked all the boxes. <laughs> um, and it's like a it's a wild movie. It's if people don't know Sugar Hill. It's like this woman uh, is is dating this guy who owns a club. He gets killed by like mobsters, and so to get revenge, she invokes like voodoo and like zombies and they come back and like murder everybody uh and then at the end of the movie the the witch doctor is like all right now you got to be my bride and she's like but how about this white woman instead and he's like <laughs> i'll take it uh, so it's like, <laughs> just such a wild but i, I what i love about exploitation is just like it's tricky because sometimes like those definitely were just movies that like white people were like yeah i'll direct that like i'll get because that's it's interesting too like when you think about i also love um movies like uh no good deed or um when the bow breaks or like all these kind of like black thrillers that have popped up in the last couple of years but those are also always directed by white people <laughs> they're mm -hmm. all they're all funded by chris stokes and they're all directed by white people <laughs> he's made like four of them <laughs> it's or tyler perry tyler perry also is, is now like is trying motives to get into a chris that line. stokes joint hmm? is motives a chris stokes joint maybe motives i, I love me some there's, motives there's it's, definitely it's one terrible. where it's like um like a surrogate mother who kills or like it tries to kill like the family that she's a surrogate for. Um, uh, and I feel like that was a Chris Stokes one. And I feel like that had Carucci in it. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's not terrible. I don't know about that, but she's not terrible. Yeah. She's on Claws, right? Claws. She's on TV. Yeah, yeah she was yeah, on TV. Claws. I thought she was cute on that. I think we were going to watch No Good Deed, Brittany. Was that in the thing we were talking about we should do? Um, We were going to watch um, my stopping. favorite movie. The Is it The Perfect Day? Yeah. Oh, perfect Election. guy yes, with Michael Ely. Yeah. With Michael Ely. Hiding under the bed. Was that the one with Neil Long or was that the one with Sonali? <laughs> That's the one with Sonali. Okay. That's, yeah. The yeah. One Neil Long. Got the toothbrush, her toothbrush in his mouth. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> I feel like we talked about like we should do like a, a black thriller loop. Like, they're good. Thing, oh, yeah. They're good. They're real good. <laughs> that one keeps coming up specifically, but I think it's because we're low key terrified of Michael Ely. <laughs> <laughs> he he can do that. I'm I'm creepy. Yeah, bad. he can do well, it. Because then he was in that movie with uh Hillary Swank recently, where it was like the reverse because she was trying to kill him. Oh, I she was under that. the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me about this movie? <laughs> she was yes. under the bed. She like that was her don't, vibe. Don't. Like she switched it up on him. She was under the bed. She had a toothbrush in her mouth. She was that was her. <laughs> <vibe>. <laughs> And I wasn't ready. I was like, no, Hillary Slate, like, please, ma'am, please. <laughs> please take these shenanigans elsewhere. Leave this black man alone. Yeah. Oh, take it back God. to Freedom Riders. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey. Gang, gang. Cameron, talk about a good movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Have I got a movie for you? You got to go to the theaters. You got to see on the biggest screen possible. You have to go see everything everywhere all at once. It's, oh my God, it, it, 
it warms my soul thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm just literally, all I'm doing right now is like watching all the behind the scenes and the press stuff of like Michelle Yeoh just being like, this has been a long time coming. I, I just do it for, you know, a good story. I just wanted it to be a good story and I wanted to help them make this passion project of theirs. I don't know if you've seen the posters or the trailer or whatever, but it's basically about um, uh, uh, an immigrant family that's running a laundromat and in the course of uh, handling their IRS edit, they or IRS audit, they um, she discovers the multiverse and her full potential. And that's <laughs> all I had to say. And it's like, I cried, like full cried like twice. And this, I've, I've, there's lots of stuff in this movie. I've seen there's body parts. There's um, <laughs> references to Pixar movies. There's, it's got, it actually has everything everywhere all at once. And it's kind of beautiful and like maybe the best movie that will come out this year. I'm like even taking bets. I'm like, what's going to beat this? Mm. At, at this point, I am taking bets. I'm like, there's, I don't even know of anything coming in the Christmas part of the year yet. That's like, What's yeah. going to beat it? I, I don't know what's going to beat it. Oppenheimer. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not Oppenheimer. The, the never-ending cast. The alabaster, the alabaster cast of Oppenheimer. Yeah, the I'm multiverse kidding. of cast of like 30 <laughs> people. <laughs> How many people can we get to look like um, Christopher Nolan in the same room? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm finally someone is catching on. <laughs> <laughs> Catch on to him. I'm tired of him. Um, he ain't I, slick. He ain't slick. No, he's not. I'm. I'm glad everybody's waking up. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. <laughs> we're, t- we're tenant truthers out here. Yeah, yeah. Because that movie. <laughs> if there's like a, a section where like somebody walks into a machine and comes out a different way, I'll be like, listen, are you not tired? Because <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of him. Um, How do I think about it? John David Washington is going to be in White Man Can't Jump. That's what That's they're gonna about John That's David. Yeah. Brittany, we, we keep forgetting about him. About him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow, yeah. wow, wow. Oh, bless. That's okay. That's okay. He'll gotta, he's gonna come around. You've got he's your gonna, reasons. You've got your reasons. He's gotta, he's gonna find it. We did, we did like a small snippet about Malcolm and Marie on one episode. I can't remember which episode. And we were like, I mean, if you get some singing lessons and really hone in that breath, I think you'll, I think you'll be all right, John David. But yeah, hey. <laughs> you're in competition with your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's gonna be hard for him. It's gonna be hard for him to break out of the I'm Denzel's kid of it all. But yeah, I think he could do it. He just needs like the right like two or three choices in a row. He's got to talk to. He's got to talk to Jaden. You know, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the next morning John David was like, hey man. Oh, Will, I'm looking for Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's nice to talk to you though. It's nice to see you. I'm just looking for your son. I'm looking for the kid real quick. <laughs> no, he had something to talk to me about. <laughs> well, I saw um, everything everywhere all at once yesterday. Okay. Okay. And okay. I do this thing where I don't like to watch trailers because I don't have the attention span um, for two mm-hmm. minute trailers for some reason. Um, and I haven't really watched anything, even though I love Michelle Yeoh. Um, Long time Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon fan over here. Gang, 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 gang. So I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. And it was so much. 
yes. at once all the yes. time. Yes. I was like trying to figure out what was going on. So like, I guess if you, you know, don't be like me, maybe get like a, a little primer first. But a lot happens. I was very overwhelmed by the the everything bagel. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's heavy. <laughs> that, that's Actually, heavy. when we got there in that point of the movie, I was honestly like, what? Huh? No, but did, okay. Okay, I'm going with it. Like that yeah. movie kind of just kind of happens to you. It's not even like you're watching it and processing it because some things happen way too fast for you to even process fully. And then by the time you get to the bagel, you're just like, all right, guys, whatever you want for the last 30 minutes, have, have your fun. I'm going to see it again. So I'm going to actually understand what it means. But until then, it, it ended with a bagel and I'm still satisfied. I still don't know what the bagel means. And I'm it's, it's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I think I caught on to the bagel more than I caught into the multiverse. Every time there's a multiverse, I'm like, all right, there's time travel involved, it feels like. I don't know. Yep. Like my brain's yep. just like shutting down <laughs> a little bit. You know, that's why I haven't really caught on to any like Marvel movies lately, any like DC, because I'm just like, oh, you're getting to the multiverse. But well, this whole next <laughs> leg of the Marvel verse is gonna just mess you up. Then, yeah, yeah. They showed the Doctor Strange trailer, which I have not watched any of the Doctor Strange movies, and I was just like, oh, they're doing this thing. Yep. <laughs> they keep going yep. to other other worlds. I was like, I'm sure that's fun for a lot of people, but my brain they're, can't. They're keep banking up. on it. Yeah, <laughs> they're banking on it hard. This this go around. They're very. They're, the kids seem very excited. The films <laughs> on my timeline seem very excited. Well, but I teenagers go see this instead go see this instead of, well i mean you'll go see dr strange so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deter anyone from seeing the next movie but see this movie yeah i, the I just like the originality was, yes it was very original there's a lot there's a lot of things there's a lot of like philosophical things i feel like and mm-hmm. a lot of metaphors mm-hmm. and there's some experimental parts of it there's some flashing so if you have problems with that like you know but thank um, you for saying that yeah there's some flashing yeah. parts um, actually like what 30 percent of the movie is cut at a second at a time so. yeah it's very fast editing and and stuff yes. and you're seeing all the different michelles so um yeah, but it's very it's very intense. Um, I probably will have to see it again to like really absorb everything because I was just like, whoa. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. in my theater, so I think that's a good sign when I was yes. like, looking for tickets and stuff. So hopefully, um, you know, it makes its money back. And A twenty fourteen is very proud of it. And oh yeah, tons. They're of- having a pretty good year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soon They're doing all right. We won't be hearing the this is an A twenty four movie, but honestly, probably will. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I think those are all of my questions. And Brittany, do you have any more questions? Um, like I will question? save my last question for the end. Ooh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cliffhanger. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so we should get into the reason why we're all here, which is <laughs> the film. Who you saying? Yes. So usually in our episodes, I have some notes. Um, I don't have, I mean, I have notes, but I mean like behind the scenes notes of, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mm -hmm. whole inception of the film. So (laughs) we noted that this was a Louis Louis C.K. feature. I will say right now, most of the people involved in this movie, I have a very surface level knowledge of like their stand-up careers and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, and this is a stand-up comedian film. (laughs) So most of the people are involved are 
um, involved with like the Chris Rock show. They know Chris Rock personally. Mm-hmm. They probably toured together. Or like, you know, comedians are like, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. they're like they are, here. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, which is good and also bad sometimes. <laughs> but um, so I didn't realize, well, when I was watching this, this is the first time I've ever watched this. I'm assuming I'm the only one who's, this is my first time. Everybody else is pretty... <laughs> pretty well versed. this was your first time my very first time watching this i only remember this movie from the trailers because um i think this is like this is an mtv film and i was like heavy in in mtv around this time so Mm -hmm. when it was still good um the commercials were like nonstop, mm-hmm. and I think my cousin wanted to see this movie, but my uncle, my uncle was amused by it. This would be like his like wheelhouse, like sort of faux black exploitation mm-hmm. movie. But he was like, "I gotta go see this movie first before you see it because <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen." Um, so I don't know if my cousin ever saw this movie. I don't know if my uncle, my uncle probably saw this movie. Um, but yeah, so this is my first time. So I was doing some some behind the scenes, some some digging. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, we mentioned Louis C.K. He wrote this sketch for the Chris Rock show. Um, They did it like a handful of times. Um, Apparently, Louis says that he used to regularly speak gibberish as a kid. I guess like every kid has that weird phase for some reason. (laughs) Um, So basically, like the character is supposed to be like, he's so cool that he doesn't even speak English. And but people still manage to understand him. Um, (laughs) Pootie does not really speak any sort of English. (laughs) There's a couple words here and there that, Mm -hmm. you know, sneak in. Um, And people really like the sketch. I watched the sketch like the very first one they did. Um, It's very short. It's like three minutes. And I guess they did a a true Hollywood story, like a fake one on Booty Tang. Mm -hmm. And Chris was like, oh, you know, maybe this could have its own movie. You know, think about it. Louis went off and like wrote it and he wrote it like very, I guess, experimental type of script. He says the movie was more like raw um, and like violent. There's a lot of fights, a lot more fights. And then um, when Paramount got a hold of it, they actually threw more money at it than originally was planned. So then they decided that um, it needed to be PG-13 to get its money back. (laughs) So they had to basically strip out all the good stuff. Don't know what the good stuff was. It's not there. I can only imagine what the good stuff yeah. is. Especially really, if this really... is according to Louis C.K., what the good stuff is. Yeah, right, I didn't right. get anybody else's like like perspective on it. I don't really know like what Chris Rock has to say about this um, or anybody else involved. So <laughs> I guess we have to take him on his word because, I mean, he did make Louis like the show. I heard it was good. I only watched one episode. I've only only seen like one bit of Louis C.K. stand up and it was very gross. So I was like, (laughs) I don't know about this one. It was very observational, but it was very like, I don't know. You're not Mm -hmm. for me. I'm sure some people love you, but you're not for me. (laughs) Just won a Grammy. Yeah, he just won a Grammy. He's back from purgatory, (laughs) as NPR said. Um, (laughs) Some unexplained purgatory. We just don't know why he wasn't making things. So he got fired from the movie pretty much after it was done. I guess like the studio heads were like, oh shit, (laughs) look what we've turned it, look what he's turned in. Um, And someone else uh, ended up editing the rest of it, which I don't remember. I think it was another person that was like affiliated with the Chris Rock show. 
Um, and in 2012, Louis said that he regretted the movie, especially after Roger Ebert said that, <laughs> I can't even say this is a bad movie because it's not even complete. It's incomplete. It's not even a movie. And he was like, I basically crushed him. <laughs> so now he calls it a tragedy, a very huge mistake that never should have been made. He doesn't really say why it shouldn't have been made, but it was probably that, that review that crushed his spirit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, that's my basic background. I'm sure I just would like to hear everybody else's like Pootie Tang thoughts. What like, you know, what drew you to this movie? Well, if you, <laughs> if I could add a few notes about Pootie Tang. Okay. Give us, give us the inside scoop. I, I, yeah. I honestly think you brought the scholars on. <laughs> yes. Tell us. Yes, I, my... I was looking and I was like, okay, this is interesting, but I'm probably missing some things. We are, uh, we are, I'm going to speak for both of us when I say we're both very well versed in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be an understatement too. <laughs> well, so what's interesting is like when you were mentioning that Paramount was like, oh, we got to give some more money to this movie. This movie's budget is only $7 million. <laughs> I think it was starting at like two or something. So that's why I'm just like, so like what was it gonna be before with like what money were you gonna because I there's no what there's like very few locations in this movie the only location location they go to is a farm I guess um bro that's driving two hours of state yeah you know like everything else they, they they're even using a lot of just like clipped in like city footage like random city mm -hmm. footage of things and like even like some of my favorite parts of the movie where they're talking to people on the street. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> they're talking to the old Jamaican lady. <laughs> Pussy, what did you do? What did you go wrong? Oh my god! We need she's, you to come home. She's my favorite character. <laughs> Pooty Tech has made my children cry. <laughs> made my children cry. Uh, but Most yeah, spirited just, performance in the movie. Seven million dollars is like no money, you know. Yeah. What I mean, yeah. so like I, yeah. I don't even know. I I can understand why you know the sentiment was this movie was unfinished because like you didn't even really have a budget uh, to. I want to know where it went. Yeah, I mean, there's TV shows now that have bigger budgets <laughs> than Pootie Tang, so thousand percent. Um, but when you hear so like Chris Rock and Wanda Sykes will talk about the movie specifically. <laughs> Conan O'Brien loves this movie. <laughs> a lot of people love this movie. John yeah. Waters apparently loves this movie. A lot of people really like this movie. Well, because Andy Richter was in the movie. He was like Pootie Tang's uh, manager. He was the nemesis. He was the nemesis. Oh, no. Pootie, Andy Richter is the manager in like the oh, Wild Andy Richter. Suit. Oh, yes, in, yes. Yeah. I was thinking of David Tell, who is... Uh, yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick Lecter's like right-hand man. <laughs> <laughs> um. And like Wanda Sykes, I mean, like she'll joke about it because like people, Wanda Sykes is like, this is the movie that people bring up the most when they right. talk to me. <laughs> They're like, Biggie Shorty. She's just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I feel like if I ever met Wanda Sykes, I'd be like, do the dance. Do the Biggie Shorty dance. Because <laughs> I do it. <laughs> and Chris Rock seemingly has, a, has just like a, yeah, that was, you know, because one, he's just like, I'm rich. So, you know, what, what Pootie Tang, like, do you, yeah, I'll make fun of myself for being in that, you know, <laughs> like that doesn't yeah. matter to me. I think a lot of people though, like 
have embraced just like the absurdity and the stupidity of Pootie Tang, including the people, everybody but Louis C.K., who I guess is too much of an artist to um, yeah. enjoy Pootie Tang. But like everybody else, seemingly, it's just like, yeah, this was a dumb, dumb movie that I was in. And like, I had a good time. Um, specifically, you can find there's a clip of, of, of Kristen Bell, who this was her film debut. Uh, she's yes, at the, this is the first movie. This is the first movie she's, she's, she's the ever very in. End. Yeah. yeah, she's at the end, uh, hating on Pootie until he he puts the the Pootie Tang magic on her. Signs <laughs> her pity on the running kind, I should say. But yeah, and the and I mean, we'll talk about this probably a little bit later. But also, like the soundtrack was like they had some bangers on here. Well, Chris Paul they... did the did the music like that's yeah, insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, like this is this is the thing it's one of those movies that you can tell is just like a labor of love it's mm -hmm. just like we wasn't going to do it unless it was us and our friends being as weird as possible you know yeah. and that's like the kind of stuff like i honestly want to make like I, i'm not even in the game to be spielberg i'm in the game to make Pootie tank 40 times you know <laughs> i'm serious i'm dead serious what i mean that you know like if y'all was gonna if paramount y'all was gonna give them two million give me one million i will I will turn in make what I turn in. Well, yes, what I will turn in will blow your goddamn minds. If all <laughs> like, I just think it's just so much fun. It's just like every idea is kind of on the table. No idea is too stupid. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, sure, like I'll admit, some of that stuff does fall on its face. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't even age that well. But no. I, I mean, honestly, I think. It's, I think this movie is like half and half where half of it probably yeah definitely doesn't age well but half of it is so dumb <laughs> that it's like evergreen because it's stupid <laughs> just like in a way that you you can't even like cognitively put your head around it like just the fact that the movie you're watching is technically the trailer for Sign Your Pity on the Running Kind. Like yeah. the, the 90 minute movie that you're watching, <laughs> 80 minutes, it's not even a full 90 minute movie. It's the longest the damn movie clip I've ever seen. Right, exactly. <laughs> I eat that for breakfast. I think that's like the funniest thing in the world. Um, I'll, I'll give you guys my my Pootie Tang Galaxy take. Um, but Brittany, I do want to hear, cause you were telling, you were saying that this was a big part of your identity that you're, you're now, I guess, grappling with. It's a part of her. Like, yeah. no, but, but take this with a grain of salt. She also said the imitation of life is a part of her. So it is. Yeah, it's a part of me. It's That's like a movie. I am. Is That's it? like in my top 20. Oh, mm. God. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Well, we just I watched like that. Good, I like a good melodrama. The 50s version, right? The, yeah. the surf version. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a dumb melodrama, but I mean, <laughs> it's also like kind of good. <laughs> Mahalia okay. Jackson, like, come on, what are you talking yeah. like? You you can't not say that part's not good. It's a it's saved by the Mahalia Jackson cameo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes, it Brittany, is. Brittany, tell us how you how you feel. Okay, so while watched, like I've seen this movie a lot of times because this is a BET blackbuster movie at this yeah. point. I feel <laughs> yes. like it came on either on BET or VH1 a mm -hmm. lot mm -hmm. at certain points. So anytime it was on TV, I felt like I watched it. Um, <laughs> but is it Lacey? I think it's Lacey, um, the character who just repeats. Yep. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is it's so dumb, but it's so funny. 
I realized that that just joke setup is something that I did constantly just to see if someone <laughs> would catch on to see if I did it mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. And I was like, oh, that is where I got that from. Just from Pootie Tang. <laughs> that is just something that I did with my cousin to see if she would notice if I did it because we watched Pootie Tang together. And then we would laugh to see if who caught on who was doing it. <laughs> and just going around with my friends, just doing that over and over again, just to see if other people have done it. And it's been like a billion years. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is me. Like, this is just has become a part of me. I'm part pootie thing now. Like, <laughs> that's just me. And like a lot of just the dumb jokes and like Biggie Shorty, like her little Mm-hmm. Little dancing and shit, like, <laughs> the random shit in Target, like her little like aggressive just... two step on the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I was my like, god! Oh, okay, okay, I get it. And um, Daddy Tang yelling at Booty about stuff. yeah, like damn it, Booty, like that kind of stuff. Like, Getting okay. mauled by a gorilla at work. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch out for gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> got into a fatal accident <laughs> it wasn't a real okay like see that's that, that that kind of joke is the one that's like hard for me to like bring people in on this movie and be like okay watch it because that joke isn't like the first like five ten minutes mm-hmm. so you're like all right sit down with them and you watch them like you're watching them to see if they're enjoying the movie and that's kind of the joke to see if like if you'll appreciate the rest of this thing well but then there's also like right before that because it's it's that's the child pooty montage right uh and the one who throws his big wheel out of the window oh my god oh my god that's that's the that's the funniest joke in this movie it's it's actually the close-up on the kid's face when he's like he's got an itch on his nose he's just like like this girl is throwing her life away for this guy and he's just like <laughs> he's just like an eight-year-old kid standing in the street like i love that crazy kid. He, he i was wasn't prepared picture for that, perfect no. in that role you forgot that part Brittany. yeah like it's like it wasn't just little girls like throwing themselves that booty no, it was yes. like grown women i was like grown women i was like what is going on now? it was like six or something and he yes. was like a baby i was like in a leopard fur vest <laughs> on the street on a summer day they, they had to have made those clothes for him because I don't believe right. that those are like just children's clothes. So like yeah, somebody yeah. made a child size. <laughs> took his measurements. <laughs> <laughs> it took his little measurements and gave him those Cisco, oh my God. those Cisco leather pants. And... Yep. Yeah, pretty much. It was like, we're going to dress a little boy like Cisco for two weeks <laughs> and film it. Okay. I got a question for y'all because Ashley was judging me the other day, yes, yesterday, I believe. Pootie's attire, like Pootie's, like mm-hmm. shirts and his pants. The drip, yeah. I would dress like Pootie Tang personally. Would you um, really? <laughs> would y'all dress like Pootie Tang? Well, see, here's the thing that, like, it's cute. What, <laughs> I think what's what there's a, there's a number of things that make this movie perfect, and I think one of them is that Lance Carruthers, like, that works. I don't know what it is. Right. It's like when you see Luke right. Stanfield on Atlanta, and you're just like. What what's happening? Why are you wearing this? Like, but you but you're also just chin, like, but that works. Or something like that. You're like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, like. So I don't know if I could pull off 
you know Pudi's Pudi's attire but like something about because like it's all vaguely the same you know what I mean like he'll switch it up throughout the movie but like there's there's usually like feathers or like you know yeah 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 um but never like never a shirt though like the shirt's always open you know what I mean yeah you got the bird chest going on and it's just like yeah yeah But there's something believable about it. I think that's what's so like Pootie Tang's <laughs> the world that Pootie Tang has created, right, is so dumb and so just like <laughs> absurd. But also something about Pootie Tang, the character, is just like. But I I believe that. Like I don't believe in the in the real world that that could you know exist. But I believe I see stuff like that where you see people and you're like they're a sex symbol you know like that's that's somebody that everybody's like throwing themselves over but it's just like whatever it is whatever the energy is the vibe that they're giving off like people mm-hmm. are like that's for me you know <laughs> whatever this person is doing <laughs> is for me and Pootie Tang like because it's it's the no sell from Lance Carruthers like he's never like into it he's always just kind of right. specifically you know we're talking about the scene in the club after he sings with Messy Elliott and I need that oh whole song because that's a bop but when she's <laughs> <laughs> when he's walking away and all the women are just like you know clawing at him and like trying to get on him and then of course the one woman this is another fun fact for you if you go on youtube the woman who follows him into the elevator and then licks milk out of a bowl has a whole video about that like just filming that scene and like her being <laughs> pretty tight. um oh so- wow <laughs> on youtube yeah I will be. Oh, yeah. I guess she's got a whole series, you know. I mean, because she's been in movies. Yep. She's been in a lot of different movies. So, like, she's just got a whole YouTube series of like, this is what it was like to film X, Y, and Z. You know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "This is what the, this is what everybody wants to know about." <laughs> but you're just like, as crazy and wild as that is, like, Pootie Tag still somehow like has a has a gravitational pull as a character that you're just like yeah those clothes you believe it yeah those clothes are crazy what he's saying is crazy this whole situation is crazy but like all of that's part <laughs> of the package that like makes the movie work strangely enough right because the none of this should work zero <laughs> percent of this movie should work right on like even if you sent me the script you sent me puri tang written by louis ck i'd be like okay that within 20 minutes i'm throwing that in the garbage <laughs> but then you see him but then if you sold me that movie and you just showed me like a five minute video of him embodying Pootie Tang, it's it's like a knockout performance kind of, right? Because yeah. he goes for it, but then there's also like that non-sell of it. Like I'm just, I am sexy. I am sex. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy thinks he's sexier than Prince. He's just like, I'm that nigga. Yeah. I saved the world and I look sexy doing it. Right. <laughs> My ponytail can deflect bullets, nigga. Like I'm that dude. Well, because the thing about it is this isn't the this is one of many times that this has occurred, right? You know, you got another movie that I'm scared to watch, but I do love is you know, the ladies' man with Tim Meadows. Uh, yeah, mostly because yeah. I love Tim Meadows. Um, mm-hmm. but like that's a that's a SNL sketch that got made into a movie. McGruber is a SNL sketch that got made into a movie. Probably the most famous and the most well-regarded now, you know, Ted Lasso was just like a dumb character 
that got made for like a soccer promotion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, it was for co- commercials. Yeah, yeah, and then got flipped into like a whole super successful now three season like Apple and TV me show. Winning. They love him. <laughs> right. They love him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like there's there's precedent for oh, this is a funny sketch. Let's make it into a whatever. And like the ladies' <laughs> man, not a good movie, right? On any level yeah. at all. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love nah. I, I love Tomatoes and I love the character, but like that is not, that doesn't work. That's MacGruber, not how you do it. I remember seeing MacGruber alone in the thing <laughs> <laughs> had just come out. <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, and they, and now they've brought it back for Peacock because they got to get that content going. But like that movie yeah. did not do well at all. Um, yeah. But Pootie Tang is the one that kind of strangely enough has had that staying power of the cult you know persuasion where it's just like people love Pootie Tang like people I didn't even know there's a Megan the Stallion reference to Pootie Tang and like one yeah. of her songs like it's still ubiquitous in the culture for whatever reason because this this movie came out and then nothing else right like Pootie Tang has not shown up in anything else or like oh, yeah. in like a TV show or even like an adult swim show or like you know <laughs> anything like that it's just like that was it that's this this movie Adult Swim would be perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. I think really I'd be more on board if I had seen this as like an Adult Swim sketch because I'll watch. I would, I would watch that like a fifteen-minute episode a week, like Booty saying saving the world once a week. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Well, they made a Black Dynamite cartoon. They can make a Booty. They did. Cartoon. I was going to yeah. ask because I watched Black Dynamite yesterday, and I was trying to figure out was it which came first, the chicken or the egg, like the show or well, the, oh, the Black movie in the show? Okay. Because yeah. I know the well, show so is yeah, really popular. Yeah, here's my galaxy brain Pootie Tang take, which is that <laughs> Pootie Tang is tied for the best um, modern black exploitation film, right? So you've got Black Dynamite, Boom. and then you've got Pootie Tang, right? Boom. And I'm going to get you suckers like, be- like just below that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, mm. What makes black exploitation so enjoyable <laughs> is that it's just like that. I think that might be the most black exploitation element of it is what you were talking about before, Ashley. It was like, I don't know if this movie is finished. And that's what <laughs> so many of those movies were. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, this is the footage we got and the time that we had to shoot. <laughs> and we cut it together to make something. You that. Know I mean? <laughs> to make that. There needs to be a helicopter. I found that most of them need to have a villain <laughs> and a helicopter because that was oh, yeah. in Foxy Brown. And that was, I think it was in Dolomite too. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? There was a helicopter, like a, mm-hmm. the bad guy yep. was on a helicopter and making his escape or something. So, you know, I feel like uh, some rich man, some rich white man on a helicopter yeah. is necessary, but I don't really think we got that in Pooh Tang. I would no. also- Well, like- there is the crane There's that the they crane. have yeah. that oh, they drop the Bad Time Burgers logo true. onto the car. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So that's what we got. <laughs> that's what we got. I, I, and I'm, seven million dollars. That's as close hey. as they can get. <laughs> wait, so wait. By the way, for seven million dollars, you can get a parked crane <laughs> that one of sites like does the fake moving the like the, the gears and stuff. She's like, all right, I wanna touch a lever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's Foxy like when you, Brown. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Foxy Brown, I I thought she might actually like have knives in her fro like that's possible <laughs> it looks like you know she would carry that shit around on her yeah <laughs> i think pam Grimm might carry that around on her oh yeah 
she got that's in that helicopter like, and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. But Pudi Tang is like, he's dressed like he's in a black exploitation movie. He's doing karate like he's in a black exploitation movie. Like he's fighting the man like in a black exploitation movie. Um, <laughs> it is a black exploitation movie. I don't, yeah. it's, but it's funny because I don't think they know it's, I mean, it kind of is like sweet, sweet back a little bit mm-hmm. with the whole like, I'm a kid and then. I mean, I'm an adult in the first like 20 minutes of the movie, and then I fight the man as a result of my life. And also, yeah. Sweet Sweet Bag was like loved by the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That's, oh yeah. <laughs> Your boy just copped that on Criterion and popped it in like it was Tuesday, and I was like, "Oh, this movie different." <laughs> yeah, we watched that one. I think we Did watched you? that for that was like our first mini episode. Um, uh-huh. We still uh-huh. call them mini. Ep- they're not mini, but like, um, yeah, we watched what Pam Grier? No, no, sorry, we watched Foxy Brown. Then we watched Dolomite. I think those were a pairing. And then for some Dolomite's reason, lovely. I think we were gonna watch Sweet Sweet Back, and then Brittany was like, maybe not. <laughs> and it's, then, it's yeah, it's a lot. It, I yeah. mean, you gotta be. You gotta be built different to have your kid on set. Yeah, I had between the legs of a naked woman, and then be like, "Yeah, I'm cool with all this." This is the dawn (laughs) of the revolution here. Did not that was that's the first minute of the movie. I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I had a lot of questions and we talked about it, but it's been so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have kind of forgotten. But this is like the cute MTV son of Sweetback a little bit in a way, (laughs) you know, it's got the same like filmmaking ethos behind it, which is, all right, we got to shoot this today. We got how much money? (laughs) Give me some ribbons and give me some twine. Let's let's just get it in. Like they probably the what the Chris Rock in the in the um, DJ booth. Mm hmm. That's a DJ booth they knew they had. They were like, all right, my boy works over here. Yeah. They put on a silly wig and like rip out all these CDs. <laughs> Bob Costas, his show is just right around the corner. So I yeah, Bob Costas is, is around the corner. Maybe, the it was, maybe it was Bob Costas that took the most of that. Seven million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. Bob Costas is probably the biggest check they cut. Yeah. For the whole movie, I bet. Yeah, I want to hear Bob Costas's retrospective of booties. Yeah, because I was like, who who contacted? Like, is there some sort of like Viacom thing? Because I forget if this if MTV was owned by Viacom by this time. But like, I always wanted to know. It's like, who who got? This is still when Bob Costas was still like a respected interviewer. Yeah. When did you? Who made the introduction? I mean, I feel like what it's like. Chris Rock show is shooting around the corner from right. Real Sports, or not Real Sports, but um. He has one. He has one on HBO. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot what it was called. I forgot what it was called, but yeah. he had one, and I'm sure that was not hard to do. Like, hey, no, let's yeah, paint, let's paint the set a different color for one day, and <laughs> I mean, that's what you get. But it's also like the jokes are so funny; they're so stupid. I feel like it's easy for you as a child to like enjoy this movie because it's not Shaft. You don't get like a bunch mm-hmm. of blood and like. It's all about revenge. It's this is like silly. This is about like yeah. he thinks he remembers his father as a corn stalk and his mom as a cow because he grew up mm-hmm. on a farm. That's twelve year old ideas, my my dude. <laughs> you yeah. know? What uh 
this girl I'm flicking milk out of a bowl like <laughs> stuff I'm just saying with my friends on like Tuesday and we wrote it down you know what I mean mm-hmm. and this movie just embodies that energy so well and I mean it is edited to shit and it looks crazy <laughs> at times I don't know what movie I'm really watching yeah because then yeah. there's like those weird like um computer animated interstitials mm-hmm. and it's just Lisa's like dancing uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It's it's like kind of, um, it reminds me of Austin Powers. Yeah, that's part of what they were like. Oh, Austin Powers made a lot of money, so like <laughs> yeah. we can we can kind of get in with this. Um, also, the JB Smoove voiceovers were not uh, in, in Louis C.K.'s vision of the movie. Well, uh, it did sound kind of like. I don't know. Like he, well, I got the one part when he was basically narrating exactly what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But the thing, yeah, part of it was probably the, they make after. the movie a little bit. I don't, I don't know yeah. what that is. In parts, they make the movie, not all the time, but like. I think he doesn't like it because it improves the, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's and like, he "That wasn't my yeah. idea." So, <laughs> I mean. He should get over his autorism about this movie because it is what it is. Yeah, it's the the job is done, bro. What this was done in like 2001, fam. Get over it. Yeah, I think he was just kind of like shit because I don't know what job this was for him, but he was still pretty like not well known yet. Yeah, but I mean, of all the things that can ruin your reputation now, booty tag, you're fine. (laughs) <laughs> not you're good bro five. you got way bigger problems which are not i guess not problems anymore for him so now he's got his little granny so i mm-hmm. think he's fine <laughs> i don't think he probably thinks of this movie at all i'm sure people mm. ask him about it all the time oh yeah yeah i'd rather yeah, be asked about this than anything else well because like i think that's what i why i can still enjoy pootie tang you know like if, if lucy k was in the movie I think I would have a harder time watching it, but like I barely think about him until his name comes up in the yeah. credits. Cause like yeah. this is very much, it feels like Chris Rock's thing. It feels like this yeah. is Chris Rock. It's part of, it's from the Chris Rock show. He's multiple it, characters in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it feels like very much something that would come out of his mind, even though, you know, it didn't, but like everything around it, you know, like, has that energy of like something that Chris Rock was doing in 2001 mm-hmm. unless oh, of like of Louis CK because uh, yeah like you're saying <clears throat> at the time like who was Louis CK like there wasn't like a Louis CK brand that you could point to and say oh yeah this is his sensibilities like very much of it felt like Chris Rock's everything was like molded to fit what Chris Rock was doing in 2001 right I mean this definitely feels like I don't know if you guys even remember this but like no sex in the champagne room mm-hmm. like yeah this honestly oh, yeah. feels like an 80 minute no sex in the champagne room <laughs> Putin might as well be in that in that video yeah you know yeah he is in the champagne room right <laughs> All the like, time. It's, it's just like yeah what it, it's that kind of energy it's that kind of like foolishness and i think i mean it, it's unfair that there's n- not really movies like this anymore and that's also part of the staying power is like we used to have comedies, right? Yeah. We used to have like really dumb, silly comedies and black people especially used to have dumb, silly comedies that we could mm-hmm. just like really laugh at. And like, we don't really do that anymore unless Lil Rel is involved. <laughs> He's becoming like the, the the one that they like. I don't know. I don't get it. He's, I don't know why that's happening. He's in deep water. He's in the mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, Ana de Armas yeah. sexy thriller. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it makes no sense. He's acting yeah. against Ben Affleck. <laughs> there are scenes with him sitting at a brunch table with Ben Affleck in that movie. It don't make no damn sense. <laughs> I just heard about this movie for the it's first time good. and the fact that there's multiple scenes of <laughs> Ben Affleck like on a bike. Oh no, watching snails have I sex, I guess. Do I don't or... get that at all. I don't know what Patricia Highsmith was going through. I know she was going through a lot. She right? was so racist. And yeah. She was going through it all the time. And I don't know if that was in the book. Sam Levinson, I will catch you. Yeah, this is a that's a that's a bad movie right there. That's a weird you have to be weird, really bad movie. You have to be really talented to fuck up Patricia Highsmith, I think. Because mm-hmm. like wow. Yeah. yeah. That was not good. But him on that little bike. That was he so caught sad. up to dude. He a, in a car. A dude in a car. I, I was watching that. Sorry. This isn't pretty tame. I'm sorry. But that last sequence of that movie is just batshit. It's actually batshit. It doesn't make sense cinematically. It doesn't even make sense in the context of what you've been watching. It's not good. No, no. Once again, Sam Levinson. You, you must your boy stopped. was trying to get away from Ben Affleck by, by <laughs> texting and driving. And then, of course, the thing happened to a texter and driver. He crashed. And then he killed it. No, get out of here. Fuck, it was fuck that movie. It was fuck, ridiculous. Fuck deep water, yo. Fuck deep water. We went through all that with the Anna Armas, the Anna de Armas updates account on Twitter. <laughs> you know what? That's That's actually where I feel cheated. Because I wanted to know all about the honor de Armas of it all. And then I see this movie and I'm like, oh, this is where they started their, you know, relationship that they had. And, and I'm like, and then I'm like, this is where they started their relationship. Mm-hmm. No chemistry at all. Zero no chemistry. Plus. None. That's why he's engaged to JLo now for the second time. And he's happy. He's she's, happy. She probably has. Somebody says she's got the infinity stone. And I feel like maybe she does have some sort of glove where she's got she every has, single. <laughs> the, right. the infinity gauntlet is like the chastity belt from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> it's like chained up around her. And the only person who can lock it is Ben Affleck, apparently. Yeah. I was going to say her and Badu have something that. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Badu had them niggas wearing tangles for the entire 2000s. She was like, you know what would look good on you? My hats. Yep. Cashmere pants. That's Dallas, Texas, Try baby. It. Try it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, your vibe just you speaks to me. Yep. These kangles. Yep. <laughs> she got them somehow. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe, maybe they trade information. Maybe they yep. trade tips or something because she, she got that man in a chokehold for real. Like just uh, I want to see a uh, HBO special of Anate Armas and Erica Badu just kiki in like uh, a brunch somewhere. Like <laughs> these niggas ain't nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, because didn't they have that giant um cutout of her like like Ben or somebody ended up throwing it away? <laughs> it was oh, so boy. ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, I know we wanted movie stars back, not this. <laughs> hey, I'd rather have Lance Crowther in Pudite 2 than they ever made Deep Water. Spend all that money on Deep Water or on Pudite 2. I need that. That yeah. would like triple the budget of Pudite. <laughs> that would, could you imagine Blockbuster Pudite? That would be fucking insane. Like, we don't, we're not ready people. for that. We can't do that. It'd be like so many more like comedians. A cameos yeah that, like yeah that that's one, what, um, <laughs> what was that uh, that opening of uh was it gold member i think 
where they had like Tom Cruise and oh. Kevin Spacey. And- oh, yeah. yeah. And- yes. Who else? Yes. Oh, Danny DeVito was. <laughs> was- and Gwyneth Paltrow and all of yeah, it was a lot of they could just do Doesn't that. It like uh, John Williams during, uh, conducting the orchestra. No, it was like Quincy. That. It was Quincy Jones. Yeah. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, it was who Quincy. actually wrote the song? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I don't. That that was a significant chunk of that budget. <laughs> yeah, because you know Quincy in. was like, I'm not even go. I'm not even leaving my house for less than half a million. Yeah. No, I have <laughs> and things I wrote to do. This song. I have things to do. I have girlfriends to entertain. <laughs> Why do you want me to leave my compound? <laughs> I don't need to do any of this. Oh my God. Get Barry Gordy. <laughs> I'm sure I ain't busy. Isn't there going to be a Gary, Bord- Gary uh, a Barry Gordy biopic? There's a lot of people trying to do biopics. Yeah, I wouldn't they, be surprised. And they need to That not. sounds like a thing. They don't, yeah. don't do it. That's like Cadillac Records. Don't do Cat. Mm. Yeah. Matthew Knowles wants his own King Richard. That's, <laughs> a, that's a mistake. Waiting now, you want to show them yeah. losing the house? <laughs> what Beyonce <laughs> be embarrassed like that? No, so well, that's what I'm saying. Beyonce, Beyonce has final say over that. So, yeah. so yeah. it's not happening. Beyonce yeah. has final say over her father's life. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, so we've been talking about Britney, but I don't think we've talked about the overall plot. I don't know if you want to say it's a plot. Um, you, it's not. Do you want to try to do it? Do you want to try to do it in five minutes? Oh God! Oh, boy, don't, I, don't put that on. I probably couldn't. <laughs> it's actually. I don't think there's a whole lot to it. No, I mean you have this guy named Pudi Tang. Um, you learn about his early life. He's kind of um, I don't know, like a almost neighborhood vigilante but then also he's a crime fighter he's, he's a, a crime fighter he is he's a, a musician. musician he is a movie star fighting yeah. movie star he also just randomly has endorsements he does a lot of psas For, in the neighborhood yeah, cereal anti-drugs psas yeah um uh don't drink liquor i think is another one so he's just sadate very... and be okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of catchphrases um, I don't know, Sadate. He's got the Wada Wada I gotta say the Nano, my brother. <laughs> I have to say the Nano. I say that regularly. <laughs> I have said that. I have said I'm gonna have to say the Nano, my brother. <laughs> He's just a very beloved in the neighborhood people love him um and he's got his friends i don't remember his friends name this this truck and lacy and there's lacy and And there's um oh well i was i was gonna do like the movie and and robert vaughn (laughs) (laughs) he's not his friend he is the bad guy um yeah it's biggie shorty biggie shorty is biggie shorty yeah Yeah. biggie shorty wants to be his girl um, he don't seem to be giving her the time of day. He is not very regularly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's just kind of got this life where he just kind of hangs out, you know, fights crime on occasion and helps the kids. Um, but this pisses off the man um, named Dick Lecter. <laughs> and um, he, you know, his whole thing is basically, I want to sell these kids these jacked up burgers and some liquor and some cigarettes bad time burgers mm-hmm. yeah um what's the liquor i don't remember the liquor mm. I just, yeah, oh what was it wasn't it i might be it's I some kind of liquor 
Yeah, because I was going to say Anaconda, but I think that was from Black Dynamite. Yeah, so I might be not the one to ask. I'm mixing up all my references. Um, but yeah, they basically um, are very not happy with Pootie and his influence. Um, so they decide to uh, basically take him down. And the way they take him down is <laughs> by my girl, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Um, aka Irene. Like people love Jennifer Coolidge from um, Legally Blonde, but I think this is like S tier Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> like she's never been better, honestly, than like the three minutes she gets in this movie. Yeah, she doesn't have because it's long. just the look. It's just the look, the yeah. weird like scrunched she... up, sexy face that she does. That kills me. And I know she's like a comedic actress, but sometimes I'm just she knows like, what she's doing. is this you? Or is this just like you like- uh, When she like, like seduces him in the supermarket, I- She I crack slaps the chips fully. out of his hand. She's like, yeah, yeah she, no, she smashes the chips in his hand. Like, He's got the, the chips up to hold, to like protect himself. To protect himself. She, like, <laughs> like, I know you wouldn't want to get in the way here. <laughs> Smashing these chips on him. And it's like sexy and dumb and yeah. all at the same time. It's she's she's excellent in this movie. Yeah, when they brought her in, I forgot that. Well, actually, was reminded by my other favorite, um, I guess, black exploitation um, parody. I guess would be Undercover Brother and mm. yes. Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> seducing him um, just with her big hair and yeah, her and that mayonnaise. <laughs> the, the, and that mayonnaise. <laughs> yes, and the mayonnaise when she turned him into um, I don't know who you would Russell Wilson pre <laughs> Sierra. <Ooh>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. God the damn. resident quorum ball, I guess. Ouch. You know. Oh. Russell is catching strays. Yeah. I, I like him. He's fine. All he does is he, stay yeah. prayed up and they have kids and he plays football. There's nothing yep. wrong with that. You know? <laughs> is there? No. Well, the people film seem to have a problem with him. I don't future know. Future seems to have a problem with him. Yeah, and all his future sons. <laughs> so all his future sons, uh, his biological sons and the ones who wish they could be his son, I guess, yeah. Yeah. really yeah. hate him. Could so, you imagine being like future son, but like hanging out with Russell Wilson all day? That's and a little baby your, future. Yeah. Seeing your dad just like wall out. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, you're asked to pray before meals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's gonna get to a point where like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to be on these streets, but uh, they probably don't. Want to see him. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So. I guess the whole thing is they 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 know that Pootie has a secret. We haven't really talked about his special belt. Um, yep. It was given to him by his father, Daddy Tang. Yeah. And he said, don't let this, you know, don't let any woman come between you and this belt. Don't let the ladies get the <laughs> belt. Yeah. Don't um, let the ladies come between you and the belt. Yeah. And um, what happens? But Irene gets that belt because... <laughs> Trucky is a, she is a bad hoe, hoochie mama. Yeah. And Trucky is dumb as hell. Yeah. Trucky is dumb and gullible, and she was basically beating the shot of him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, he enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, uh, Pootie ends up signing this contract. He signs over his name 
to the man his, his likeness yeah yep. they end up making a bunch of um other pooties pootie likes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like it was very much eminem at the vmas that one time <laughs> um, oh yeah yeah very very intense and pootie goes to find himself um in the country but he realizes that he is needed and comes back to well not the before man. he almost gets married yeah he uh, almost yeah. gets yeah. married that was kind the, of wait aggressive. we got like the pie seduction for a second that's was... the first time i heard i want to be your man uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> that's for, for real that's the first time you ever heard yeah. that song in that movie. it's such a great song too but wow <laughs> it's a great song choice for that scene <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. The, the pie everywhere, like being sexy, mm-hmm. almost threw up, but yeah, it was it was a lot going on with the, the sheriff's daughter and the, yeah. the shotgun wedding or yeah, this movie, wedding. This movie definitely has like the weirdest seduction scenes that mm-hmm. completely work. <laughs> they when work she's, as when she smashes him through the, the window, you can see the crash pad in his back. You can see the wire pulling him back too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just why I love this movie. Ain't shit. This movie ain't shit. I love it. I love it every time. Oh, my notes say like, how horny do you have to be to crash somebody through a window? But yeah. like, oh, she, she, she looked like, well because then in like the it. in the the extras, you know, what I mean, like in the in the credits, she's like licking the pie off. Of <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, did you get that far? <laughs> no, you got lots to the very out. end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! After the credits, all of it, everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, no. um, so yeah, um, I feel like this plot is very close to a lot of black exploitation movies. And there's mm-hmm. the man, mm-hmm. like the man, yep. who is trying to corrupt the youth, um, you know, America's black youth, with some sort of food product or. Um, cigarettes cigarettes or alcohol or liquor or yeah bad time yeah and you know that's kind of carried around in like various different um various different movies that's <laughs> a just, super fun yeah i think like a lot it, of that's super fun yeah and i i just feel like everything in between is when it gets kind of <laughs> insane so like you know with biggie shorty she's just kind of hanging out on the street but she's not really doing much dancing um, other than dancing she's dancing she's just dancing she's got a new wig for every occasion i may or may not have written <laughs> she throws a party she does throw a party you know. that's biggie shorty's party that they're going to yeah it's yeah. the hardest party to get into yeah so that's her, her... <laughs> she was there uh who else was there just missing I think it was just Missy. In the music video they play at the end, I think that's also Biggie Shorty's oh, yeah. party and 702 was doing the song. 702 is doing yeah. the song, yeah. They got 702, though. That's serious business. <laughs> <laughs> and the song is, like, dumb, but I fuck with it. Yeah, there's several the songs song. that are Pootie Tang specific. Like, the Missy Elliott song is just, like, a Pootie Tang song. Um, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not a real... The, the song that she... The duet she does with Pootie Tang, that's not a real song. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like because she's saying words, but then he's doing <laughs> yeah. The song, if you look at the credits, the song is called Craddy Pooster. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's a song, it's a recorded work. 
like it's at ASCAP. There's like right. Oh, I don't know bitch. if you can. I don't know if you can listen to the whole song, but it's credited as Craddy Pooster in the. Um... Craddy Pooster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, oh yeah, that's real music. God damn. <laughs> yeah, there's some um there's some like interjected, I feel like music video-esque scenes. Um mm-hmm. like the 702 one. Um that's kind of like Superfly's. Uh Superfly had the Curtis Mayfield songs throughout the movie yeah. to like help you along with the story. Right. So I feel like I mean I feel like they maybe tried to do maybe too many because they have the song, but then they have the narration, but then they have, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, some scenes where you just kind of like all the clips. I'm sorry. I love the clips. <laughs> yeah. I love the clip. I love them. <laughs> Those clips are actually pretty. <laughs> what was the one, the guy who was like, um, cause you know, when Pootie ends up signing the contract, like he's disappointed everybody. And there was one guy who was like, my kid was like, man, that's some bullshit. And I said, what? Yeah, and he was like, that bitch ass nigga. I was like, damn, yo. Yeah. yeah, I loved those. I think they, even though they kind of used like the same two people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved those. Um, but overall, I mean, I feel like the the plot's pretty, pretty much like that with like intercut, like different sequences of Pootie being a badass. Yeah. Pootie um, yeah. comes back from the farm. He saves the day. He stops all the faux Pooties. And, the uh, Pootie likes, yeah. Yeah, him, him and Biggie Shorty get married. Uh, Trucky <laughs> and the farmer's Trucky daughter get married. The, yeah. <laughs> Make that burnt lasagna. Yeah. South. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lacey's oh, still man. getting on JB's nerves. So it's like it all <laughs> works out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And he's still getting on his nerves, too. <laughs> <laughs> every summer when it's hot outside i post the gif version of the it's it's hot also you know it's hot too right, hot too, <laughs> right? the whole, the whole I conversation you. I <laughs> he, was scared. he was so upset <laughs> so tired of hanging with the same guy who makes the same joke <laughs> But that's your, I mean, you, that's real life too. Like that's your, your friend or like that's you know, your, the yep. guy who's on the block and you're also there and he just starts talking to you and like, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, there's, there, I, I feel like you're right that this movie does try to do a lot, but like, I feel like it all fits in a weird way. You know, like I'm never, I'm never bored watching it. It, does, <laughs> it can't bore you because it's so bonkers. Right. Yeah. With every new concept, you're like, what are you what are you doing why are we at the, the farm <laughs> the part where he's uh he's he's singing his new single uh which oh, is just I silence yeah. and then the and then the <laughs> the kid who's listening to it in his room is his parents burst in. <laughs> that noise off. <laughs> yeah i forgot about his yeah his latest single which they never really explain why or how it's just hmm. like in every black exploitation movie the guy is just the Playing man music yeah, yeah, I mean, he's like, everybody loves him. There's no really explanation of how he really became to be, except for like a sweet, sweet bag. Um, mm. Deeply problematic as that was. Uh, mm. 
but yeah, he's just like, everybody loves him. There's no mm-hmm. reason to not love him. And, you know, he gets <laughs> to do all these things, almost like a kind of like a, like a Barbie, almost like Barbie gets to do all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fighter <laughs> and all I this. I think that's and- a pretty apt. That's a pretty apt reference because, like, you can put anything onto Booty Tang and it works, right? Mm-hmm. You can yeah. make him a superhero. You could make him a pimp if you wanted to, but he's not really a pimp. He's an educator of the youth. He's like, literally, yeah. he can do it all. He could be on HBO talking to Bob Costas and, and having a real conversation. And you're like, yeah. But he also has a single out with Missy, or he might, he just knows her yeah. well enough to make music with her on the spot. She yeah. stops the concert. So, oh, this is in the oh. house. It's booty time. Oh my she's god, it's overcome. Booty here. <laughs> she's yeah, overcome. Is. I was like, Missy, you. That is a funny joke unto itself. It's just like Missy's like, stop the music. <laughs> <laughs> he is present tonight. <laughs> Get up on stage. We gotta, we gotta make a song right now in the moment. I'm feeling your presence so much. Right. <laughs> oh my god. I also skipped the one character that I thought was probably one of the most interesting even though he doesn't really get a lot of I guess screen time as much as I thought he would would be Dirty D oh we didn't even how did we get this far and not talk about Dirty D and Froggy I feel like we have (laughs) to talk about Dirty D (laughs) he does not look uh pleased (laughs) uh how do you feel about Dirty D Brittany I find Dirty D to be disgusting. That's right. Personally, like musty ass <laughs> Dirty D. He's Dirty D, damn it. Disgusting. <laughs> my, but my favorite, I thought it was hilarious when him and Pootie Tang got into like their first fight and Pootie Tang fought him into the car wash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God. he was like defeated. Both of their <laughs> fights are bad. brilliant. Like that was hilarious. Like that's funny. Right. That's um, too funny. That's almost too funny. And he's, he's literally like spotless. He's on top of the car in a fur jacket. Like he's defeated. Your boy is defeated on top of a brand new Cadillac. Like, yep. uh, I've been defeated. <laughs> I'm in a fur coat looking nice. He could go to an all white party. Like he is pristine. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like just defeated. Um, and they have to like when he he goes to jail, they have to like smuggle in dirt. Yep. Smuggle in <laughs> dirt for him. Yeah, he was upset. They weren't letting him shower. Oh, they they made him shower every day. Yeah, they made him. Oh, the, and yeah. the shot of him like in the shower. Like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he was getting. I think they just used like some giant industrial hose on him or yep. something. Like we're gonna get you clean. But <laughs> your boy committed. I'm I'm so glad he went so hard in that role. Oh yeah, he literally eats dirt. <laughs> Uh, in, the, in the first part where he like pulled the he pulled dirt up off the ground and like yeah. siphoned it into his mouth like i'm like yeah you are you a king for that i was yeah. like that's too method that's too method like mm-mm. my favorite dirty I mean, d line is yeah. when they're fighting in the farm it's pretty like it's like capital he was like capital my ass <laughs> <laughs> or wait later in the fight where they had the standoff and they look they, they stand off <laughs> so hard at each other that they go through each other yeah <laughs> they were basically nose to nose at one point they're nose to nose and then the next shot is they're on opposite sides of and each they're like other. what the fuck <laughs> but then he hits them with the shashow in your temples yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dirty froggy gets it the worst because froggy like barely gets to get oh. any action and then pootie tang just slaps the shit out of him he got slapped he got the shit like slapped out of him it's yeah. crazy because he's like the gnarliest nigga in the wire 
Yep. Like, I would not fuck with his character in a while, ever. I would not cross <laughs> that guy. Yet, he got slapped in the mouth with a belt and he's out the game in this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of slapping in this. There's a lot of belts. getting popped in the face. I just found it very apt. Um, I think that's why Chris didn't press charges because he knew what it was. Yeah, I'm like, show them the evidence. We have seen. We have seen. Both of them have proven themselves before, you know. Yeah. The fact that nobody took the 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 part where Froggy slaps the sheriff and just puts that audio over Chris Rock and Will Smith. Where you could do that, you could smack the shit out. Wait, go back. Let's go. Let's see that. They literally rewind it. He gets the shit slapped out him so bad. (laughs) He knew it was in the internet. internet Rarely undefeated, but y'all are slipping in that. Somebody should have had that up. Hidden gems in this movie. Hidden gems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I guess if Chris Rock had had booties, infamous belt. Maybe. Yeah, they would have been different. <laughs> well, have been twice. Like, at the step, deflected it at the right moment. Yeah, it's like, Oops, stop. yeah. or like the ponytail. You know, mm-hmm. I thought the ponytail was nice. There are so many people in Dallas who still have them ponytails. So I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been perfect. Honestly, if you Lance, Cr- if you see Lance Crothers today, he still has the ponytail. You no, know, men like that it, don't like to cut their yeah. hair. Men like that. Um, Let me see if I can find a recent picture of him. But he, he's my dad did have a ponytail for a long, long time. I'm gonna go say de- a decade. They don't like to cut those. <laughs> Brittany, you look very confused right now. Um, I mean, it was a nice ponytail. It was 2001. I didn't think it was still ponytail time, but. <laughs> To have ponytail post that time, that's you know what? I, I guess keep yeah. it. <laughs> he's still got the I mean, he's still everything is still pooty, you know. He's still got the mustache, he's still got the um, I think in the that he hair. may have cut it, but you know, is he up to anything? He is actually like very much so. The, <laughs> I think he still writes a lot, he still writes and produces a lot. Like that's his main thing. Like he's still doing a lot of stuff. For whatever reason, he was doing Lights Out with David Spade. That was weird. That show. He was writing that. Okay. He was he was writing on uh the (laughs) MTV movie awards 2018. Um he was on he he did a lot of Lopez tonight. If it's anything with Chris Rock, he's probably in involved. Oh yeah. He's probably I, like one of those dudes that follows around Chris Rock and like, well, mm-hmm. I'll write, I'll write a joke for you here, I'll write a joke for you there. Yeah, because he's credited yeah. as writing on the Oscars in 2016, yep. so I'm assuming Chris Rock was probably hosting. And isn't that the the infamous Oscars? Oh no, yeah. no, I think it's the year after. I think it was uh-huh. not the 2016 nominees, oh. but yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> I don't think. Yo, um, dog. When you go to <laughs> you go to Wikipedia now, and you just hover over like the Oscars, it's just a picture of Will Smith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who did this? Yes. Some genius is out here. Oh my god, let me see. Wow. I was like, wait a minute. That's the. <laughs> Why isn't it the statue? I know because the picture, the first picture you see is a statue. Wow. I wonder if they do that because of like 
like recent winners, but I don't know. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> mm. Fun facts. Oh, mm. oh my God, it is. <laughs> That's wild. All right. <laughs> That's how we get down. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> um, so I want to hear everybody's I, well, I guess we've been talking about favorite scenes and stuff. I want to know pretty much if we could like remake this today, what would you bring and what would you leave behind? I don't know. It's so hard because like, even though each scene is like a disparate idea, like it all seemingly is what makes it work. <laughs> like all just the randomness, like that energy of just like, what I just remember watching this when I was I want to say like 12 or 13 and like my best friend's grandmother would just go to like different swap meets and like uh yard sales or whatnot and just buy DVDs you know she would just come back with like a big bag of DVDs so like this is like one of those DVDs that we just popped in and watched and I just remember watching it like what is what could possibly happen next yeah <laughs> just like that <laughs> thought of just like I have no idea what I'm watching right now and I think that's you got to maintain that energy you know what I mean so like if there's a seat I would take out definitely would be just the random scene where that creepy old white guy is like hitting on Dickie Shorty like that's yeah. unnecessary that's yeah that age is like no yeah that's not good um yeah. and because it's it's wild too like <laughs> Roger and Ebert uh, did not like Pootie Tang and when you listen to their review of it like they are like you know the opening and ending sequences you know with like the the ending sequences with the bloopers and all that and then the opening like music video situation probably are like 10 minutes combined you know or like something around that so it's like really they only had like 70 minutes of movie (laughs) uh, at most so like wow I don't even know if you could take anything else out to make it. It wouldn't. It would not qualify as a feature film at a certain point. Like it would, it would be <laughs> <laughs> like an episode of TV. So, um, you know, I think you could do the further adventures of Pootie Tang for sure if you wanted to like get back into it. But mm. I think it's just it. It really is. <laughs> I I never thought I would say the sentence. Pootie Tang is a singular. <laughs> Get him, scholar. Get him with a PhD. <laughs> Pootie Tang is just such a singular character. Like, I couldn't imagine anybody else playing Pootie Tang, right? Like, it's it's like Robert England, England with uh, Freddy Krueger, right? Like, the second they tried to, like, put somebody else in there, you're just like, this isn't the same. What's happening here? You know what I mean? Like, this is this feels wrong. And I feel like if somebody else tried to be Pootie Tang, it's just like, there's only, there's only one Pootie, you know? And like... <laughs> I think if you tried to to remake it or bring it back today, like he absolutely would have to be involved. Um, I don't know if you could have like the son of Pootie, you know, <laughs> or or something like that, like Pootie Pootie returns. Uh, but like, I'd be I, willing to play the role if it's <laughs> if we need that. Yeah, I'd be willing. Okay. Well, yeah, so here. <laughs> yeah. Right here, I'm shooting. I'm shooting my shot, Chris. Yeah, you know the one thing we didn't talk about though is like he always has the puka shell necklace, like forever. Yeah. Like, and even when he was a kid, he had the same necklace. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you got it. All that stuff has to be there. The style and the and the energy of it. But 
yeah, aside from that one just weird scene that fell off, um, you know, could you cut some of the scenes? I guess, but a lot of them are so short and just random anyways that like I don't really yeah. know how you would cut around this movie. The editing is like you were saying, camera just so like all over the place that like feels yeah. like yeah. I don't know if you could if you it's it's at the perfect tipping point, right? If you add any more chaos to it, I think it falls apart. Um, so I think you you kind of have to leave it in this range. Right. Mm. Cameron, what would you what would you do to the new Pudi? New Pudi? Um honestly, like I would watch it like week to week. I would watch Pudi thing as a TV show for sure. Like stop the presses every Tuesday, like Abbott Elementary. Like I'm <laughs> I'm watching it tonight. I mean it's like you said. Jordan, it's a very singular energy, man. Like, <laughs> I show people this movie because I want to know how they'll react to it. It's not even like I want to see it again. I want to see what you think about mm-hmm. like the fuckery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's so singular, so strange. Like the gibberish, the suits, the like. Dirty D feels like that's something I would have came up with as like a 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's a he's a villain, but he's just dirty. Like, that's his power. He's, he's, a, he's dirty. And like, is, does he fight? Does he have like any cool stuff? No, he, he's dirty. He's mean and he's dirty. <laughs> and he loves dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like if if somebody's willing to just like, dive into that 10 year old brain and just like do something dumb with it I'd be down with that but I don't know I kind of just want this version of it over and over and over again I don't because you know like we all wanted like we all wanted Anchorman too and then we got it and we was like oh this that's fine we good (laughs) (laughs) you know like when we fight for these movies it's like we get them and then we're just okay they might be mid they might even just be straight up bad like Anchorman 2 but right. I mean shots fired I don't even care like that movie is just bad <laughs> it's that movie is what's wrong with people wanting to remake comedies is like oh let's do every joke from the first movie but more uh, yeah so so now there's Kanye West here and all right uh, chill sit down and chill <laughs> Yeah. It's like if we had to have if we had to put Kanye West in booty tank, we fucked it up. You know yeah. what I mean? I think he would have well, loved Smith it. And Anchorman too, another six degrees of uh, the slap. You know, <laughs> like bringing it. He's in that same fight. <laughs> I think Kanye would have loved being in booty tank. I mean, he point. loved being in that McDonald's commercial. So. <laughs> <laughs> celebrities in like random commercials now kind of got a Pepsi commercial when he was young you know? yeah well he's got the pootie tang lying on um oh uh, what, what uh, is that on college um, dropout spirit yeah 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 oh yeah he does oh god it's been so long ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i had kind of forgotten <laughs> it's like um, a song yeah oh r.i.p <laughs> wow yeah Kanye West wow. went back to his home planet <laughs> no, no, stop. Yeah. We're, we're pushing him we're pushing him all right yeah right. oh bless um Brittany right. what would your version of Pootie be um like everyone else Pootie exists in the early 
2000s. Pootie can only exist in 2001. Yeah. Um, you can't do Pootie today. Like somebody, like somebody will get really, really, really mad at Pootie. Um, yeah. And kind of like ruin <laughs> some of the fun. Um, so you could you could just do Pootie when Pootie was, and Pootie will remain how Pootie is. Um, also, I don't think anyone is really capable of encapsulating some of that comedy yeah. as yeah. goofy, silly, and absurd as it is. They just wouldn't be able to sell it today as they did yeah. back then. Um, and like Cameron mentioned with like, a, like when you do sequel to other movies, they just don't work. Like you saw with Anchorman, like with Zoolander, uh, with mm. all the reboots, like with MacGruber. I watched mm. MacGruber and then I went and watched MacGruber the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that person. Like I am that person who does that. Did you like um, MacGruber the TV show? No. <laughs> That was a no. Damn. Wow. Mm. It's, it's all right. Okay. I it's mean, okay. if you got some stuff to work on, even you need oh, something background in the background. Movie. Mm. Yeah, a cleaning okay. movie. It's cool. A homework movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm done with the sketch. I'm done with the sketch. I don't know if I'm done with yeah. the movie, so. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, what is that about, like, make, like, SNL sketches and other comedy sketches? Like, won't you try to take them? I mean, in some places it works. Sometimes it works. And even yeah. Wayne's the World, same, like, it worked. Wayne's World worked. I would say Coneheads worked, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, what was another one? Because there's like a couple that are like, oh, that's. Some work. Some, some work. Like Pat did not And then work. some are, it's mm. Pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pat. Wow. Does work. What's Pat? Pat got a whole. It, Pat is, I want you to look up Pat. No. Pat is yeah. very expensive. I mean, Pat very the, offensive. Sorry, yeah. offensive. Pat is Who's the, in it? Is the trans yes. conversation in the nineties? That oh, no. it's literally that was the conversation. That's how we were having it. Um, was that and Stuart? <laughs> me and um, oh, Stuart, Stuart Smalley. Yeah, that too did not work. Yeah, that did not work. Oh, a lot of times when they expand these sketches into features mm -hmm. or com like continue to do these sketches over and over again you kind of see the limitations of the writers and the actors and you realize oh they're not capable of doing analysis or of yeah. what the thought behind these sketches mean like they aren't capable of it or they aren't willing to do further examination of anything about this, especially with like Saturday Night Live, because they are more, um, they do that a little bit more often. They it, it's are not good with it. Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live is, is not like the thinking man's sketch comedy. It is very <laughs> much the surface level, first joke popped in your head, you know? And while that works sometimes for, like impact or like for you know haha -ha sake on saturday night i don't know if that it works all that well sometimes going into sunday morning i mean no. for real their coverage of the slap was like pretty wet <laughs> well, the I sketch mean... they did and the the weekend update jokes were all like lowest hanging fruit isn't weekend update that one guy and michael shea yep that yes. one guy i like that Joe's. i don't think yeah, isn't he a writer or something? You mean I Mr. Think? Mr. Johansson? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
yeah at the times i've watched them i don't and i don't really watch saturday Night live like i used to so um i definitely don't think any of them are really all that capable of giving you like no. 90 minutes of, of a good idea well not a good just one good idea but multiple good ideas in a yeah it was a narrative to it even or even yeah, it, just something fun like that i don't know mm-hmm. that's I, the hard I, part yeah it's 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 yeah snl is its own <laughs> thing now i watch it like sports honestly i i have to be frank i do watch snl like every weekend like sports like i just want how many sketches were good what's the average this week you know is weekend mm-hmm. updating again? yeah yeah was like because sometimes you'll see spectacular failures right sometimes <laughs> you'll see yo last week uh push uh i mean uh gunna and future did push and pee the news on us out right mm-hmm. now Mm-hmm. It was the most tragic SNL <laughs> musical performance you've ever witnessed. Okay, it was worse. It. it was worse than Lana standing dead center and just being like, "I don't know where I'm going." It was worse <laughs> than Ashley Simpson doing a hoedown because she didn't know when the music ended. Mm-hmm. That was it an was... iconic moment <laughs> that we didn't stop talking and, about for months. Right, and pushing <laughs> feet was like just as bad, if not worse. <laughs> So, like, sometimes you might get, like, a spectacular failure, or sometimes you might get, like, Gerard Carmichael being the only person I've ever seen body the monologue. Like, actually, every joke lands. Yeah. Like, gangbusters. It was crazy. I'd never seen anybody do that. And he did it with such swagger. Like, he just came up there like, this is my show. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy to see. So, you know, it's not, that that show, that show is not so great, but, like, this is probably one of the better examples of a sketch being brought to it, it really is probably one of the better versions of a sketch being brought to the silver screen you know yeah yeah i would say for me if we could just leave david cross out of most things i would be fine <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> nothing about him is bad vibes everything about him really <laughs> you feel like it's bad vibes yeah I don't even even before I knew like he was saying all that stuff to Charlene Yee I was like why is he here oh, <laughs> like yeah, I would yeah. see him things and be like that guy's here again I don't I, don't I still always laugh at clap it up my hammies <laughs> 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 he understood the assignment he really did in this movie and then he just runs away <laughs> like, and then he was really off screen <laughs> I think he's like you said it's like the half black face of oh. the, the, the lazy black mm. face that he's got on yeah. yeah it's it sells it so much because it's like that's the vibe of like somebody who would try to imitate booty tang is like yeah i'm gonna do blackface uh, i'm probably won't finish it though yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the vibes his little dance and stuff or what was it, was it a dance or was it a walk i forget what he's like you know yeah he's he doing, doing the booty like it was here you don't need a booty tang we'll, we'll just make one up here you go Here's a guy. Clap it up, my hammies. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the only thing I would probably be like, no, no. Um, Also, you'll cut cut David Cross out of your version of the movie, and that's it. Probably. Well, I mean, it's legit. Yeah. um, (laughs) I mean, everything else is so nonsensical. It's like, it's true. It's like, how would you do this? Although, I don't think anybody could bring this back and be just as weird. Um, No. Because I feel no, like yeah. you probably try to make it very, um, 
don't know, like Shaft probably. Very that Shaft movie looked very serious. Yeah. <laughs> Either that one or Superfly. One of those was like, no, like that doesn't look very fun. Superfly. Superfly was the yeah. Superfly remake was that's they, the one with your boy from Grownish. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah. So you're scared they're gonna Bel Air Pootie Tang? They might. I feel like that's what everybody's doing. It's like, let's go into the nittier, grittier version of. I'm like, Fresh Prince of Bel Air was supposed to be fun. Except when dad didn't come back, and then it was there was no jokes then. (laughs) I I saw that this weekend on Twitter. I was like, apparently that's in the finale is their version of the dad. I don't need him seen. Yeah, they did it. You can't do that. I guess Will Smith is executive producer, so he's just like. Whatever. He probably wrote but... the finale himself. He was probably <laughs> like, you know what? We're going to do it again. We're going to do it bigger and better. It seems so but... early in the series for all that. That didn't yeah. even happen until like season four of like Fresh Prince. <laughs> and like, no, nah, it's season one finale. We're going out on a bank. Because <laughs> we don't know if we're coming back. So, yeah. That's, that's People true. seem to like it though. I don't know if it's like very like outside of Twitter, obviously, but. People do seem to like it. It's on Peacock, right? Or is it on? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we'll see what the Peacock model is. That's like, why Netflix I seems seen to just be like, you like that? It's gone. You know, <laughs> Peacock <laughs> might be like, all right, we we don't really have much going on over here. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on in Netflix. It's every it's a free. Netflix is strange now. Netflix is like the Wild West now. It's just like yep. we'll make that. We ain't gonna make that again. Yeah, yeah. I don't. If it has more than two seasons, you might want to start praying yep. <laughs> it's, it's it's going it's getting chopped <laughs> it's, it's getting chopped it really is though yeah yeah but then they bring back the weirdest things like i don't know just everything that's like you didn't think was going to come around it's like no top boy gets a season three i'm like why it's not bad yeah it's, yeah. it's not bad but i don't know if it needs a season three <laughs> <laughs> it's very um you know what i mean isn't it from like 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 29 or 20 no it's like, earlier than that yeah like 2009 or something isn't it really old <laughs> like, it's what? really old it's actually like 2016 or something like that That's and crazy. then they brought it back two years ago and then they were like you know what people watch the snowfall but they should be watching top <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know people were still watching snowfall i your boy right seasons. here is it's <laughs> a sixth season and i was like what <laughs> this yeah. is, they're doing what but, they're letting snowfall go out on its own terms. I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's always good when a show actually gets to finish it. Yes. Because usually that's not the case. No. <laughs> and a black that. show on that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I guess I guess I do agree with the Bel Air thing. It's just like, just, just do it all now. Yeah. Might as well do a, a light skin and vid next year. You know, <laughs> we got to get the viewers. We got we to gotta get these viewers in here. Yep. People seem to like it from what I have seen. I do not have Peacock, so I have no idea if it's any good. Brittany, have you seen this? Um, yes, it is fine. Um, <laughs> if you have a Peacock subscription, put it on while you're working on stuff. It's a show you can watch. Okay. Um, it's a, a lot show of, you can watch. Brittany's got a lot of, I got homework. I need to do this. Nah, you got you got taste. That's what that's called. You got taste. Mm. Come on now. Mm. Come on now. Be, be honest. Be honest. You got taste. <laughs> uh, if you work on stuff, watch it. Hey. <laughs> I you also gonna... have an unlimited streaming budget. <laughs> or maybe an unlimited streaming budget if you got Peacock. You out here living. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have Peacock. 
we wanted it for bust down me and jordan were talking about bust down forever trying to watch that but yeah she can't even we can't even get there we can't even get past the first episode we pours (laughs) (laughs) we don't know we don't know what that real life is like (laughs) um so i guess we're coming to the end which is usually when we do um like a recommendation or something. But also I know Brittany wants, has another question. I forgot. Normally um, I would ask if you guys would recommend this movie, but I get the idea that you would. So instead- Don't I watch want it. To don't ask. watch it. Unless you're going to love it. <laughs> Otherwise don't tell me nothing. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, instead, I want to ask, what lesson can you take from Pootie Tang? I mean, so many, right? <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Don't trust white women." <laughs> well, what is what is Mama Pootie's uh, lesson that she gives him when she's a cow? Um, it's like, I mean, it's basically do good in the world, right? Like, don't yeah, uh, don't don't be selfish. You know, like you got to put more in than you than you take. Mm-hmm. Um, with great belt comes great responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta... <laughs> I hear. I think you know if if we're if we're even just taking it from a creative standpoint, it's just like I've seen some movies, right? I mean, for the show that we do, but then just in general, you know what I mean? Like as we speak, I discovered on Wikipedia just a whole section of all the zero percent rated movies on rotten tomatoes um and i i forgot that there was the john henry movie from 2020 with terry cruz and lucas fuck yes Uh, what and i might i might have to watch that now um but i think Uh... (laughs) anytime you watch something like this it's just like i could do whatever i want you know what i mean like there's no (laughs) limits out here anything that you're thinking about that you're working on that you're like is this good doesn't matter it doesn't really matter (laughs) like you can really put so many different things out into the world but i think pootie tang is so dumb and so absurd um but that's the beauty of it is that this was just like a thing that everybody got together to do seven million dollar budget i'm sure people weren't really getting paid you know (laughs) anything significant so you know this really was just like this is something that i want to spend time doing um and you know if you got something you love that you're working on whether it's you know you got your own podcast you got your own movie you got book that you're writing you've got you know art installation you're you're working on whatever it is that you're creatively trying to put out in the world like Pootie Tang is an example that like it doesn't matter if if you think it's not a good idea because somebody might give you seven million dollars you know and <laughs> you could you could too make Pootie Tang so that part that's a good that part play the message drop message <laughs> Cameron how about you um yeah, I think I think Jordan honestly summed it up. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, and I think this is what I love so much about uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was kind of just like the creative spirit. You know, you see, you see people just like having a good time, making something 
that they really thought was funny, you know, that that comes off the screen almost more than the actual joke itself. Like they thought this was funny. They thought putting Dirty D through the car wash and like having him come out pristine like that was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. And it sort of is, you know? So like, I think there needs to be more of that because everything now is feels so commodified. Like it's almost kind of gross going to the movies these days. Like I'm just going to go see another comic, comic book movie or I'm going to go see another like big action tentpole. Like when I end up seeing, you know, the really, some people write them off as being like artsy dramas or, you know, like Portrait of a Lady on Fire or something like that, or, mm -hmm. you know, Atlantics or something like that, and something that might be a little bit more cerebral. I'm, I'm in it for the creative spirit of it all. Like, it, did you really in, think this vision was right? Like, when I just saw The Power of the Dog and I didn't love it, I didn't think it was best picture, but I thought that they made that movie they felt that movie you know mm -hmm. and i think in the same way the same the people who made booty tang felt that shit when they were yep. making it they were like this is dumb as hell and these people are gonna love this yeah and it and it kind of succeeds on that so yeah make movies with love not with money hmm. sure i that feel yeah. <laughs> oh, and and money and money but like i mean yeah. yeah yeah well i feel like when people you can tell when somebody's making a movie because they got paid to rather than they actually yes. want to like you should yes. obviously be paid for your work and stuff but, mm -hmm. um yeah we can tell when it just is like all right well here they paid me a lot of money um to slap my name on this thing um I don't care what happens <laughs> to <Yeah>. it. Once <laughs> uh, the check clears, I don't care. So um, enjoy. I will be off with my millions. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And enjoy this shit <laughs> that I gave you. And and you better yet, we're going to give you a, a sequel. We're going to give you a, <laughs> a TV show and some other stuff. And so just keep, you know, I don't really care, but have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> And it just seems like that's the thing. And, and people seem to also be defending that, which is kind of upsetting because we've kind of backed ourselves into a corner. I feel like in terms of movies that are being made, I say this like every you, six you, months on here. <laughs> I, I, but I, I'm interested in that. Do you feel like we've backed ourselves into a corner as like a movie culture? Yeah, I feel like people have unknowingly or knowingly kind of um, been really pissed off. And when people are like, you know, this is kind of how movies are starting to lump themselves together um, in terms of like what's being put out. Um, we don't really get a lot of like comedies, like we said, um, we don't get a lot of like romantic comedies either. That's been the thing. I feel like people are starting to wake up to that. Um, because now people are on, online, especially are like, where are the romantic comedies? Um, we don't. Well, where are just the silly movies? Like, where yeah, are the silly movies? Where you know? are right. the silly movies? I and I say this as someone who loves a drama, and we'll probably pick a drama over like some random comedy. I mm -hmm. just feel like we need a lot of like it's either like you know the comic book fair or it's like the Oscar bait. We don't have anything in between that where it's just kind of like fun. I went to so see this movie and it meant nothing. <laughs> and, yeah. 
and I went home and I just enjoyed my, you know, I just enjoyed myself. And so I feel like <laughs> people, you know, you get a lot of people in, in, in an uproar over like Disney <laughs> mm-hmm. and they've yeah. kind of decided that Disney is, is their person. Um, and how could Disney of all companies portray them? <laughs> and it feels very much like everybody's been trying to tell you for months, years <laughs> at this point, that this is what was going to happen. And this is yep. what's happening. And here you go. And, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, nothing that Walt Disney did <laughs> is going to be for you. <laughs> minority. <laughs> I just want everybody to know they could put as many brown and black people in their movies. It's not going to be for you it's going to be for the money they're the first opportunity they're going to swipe you (laughs) and you're Mm going to feel betrayed but i don't know i just know like me and Brittany know a lot of people who want to like make movies or be in movies or write movies and it just worries me because the stepping stone from like you making a movie with your friends or you having an idea to like what you need to do to like actually get in a studio or get your movie played in a theater and people also disregard theaters as being worthless and it's just a lot is happening a lot's collapsing in on itself and i just don't think um it's gonna get better before it gets worse (laughs) unfortunately um so i just get really kind of worried about that because it just feels like everything is is working against like newer creators and people who have different um different ideas and like different like weirder takes on something that's why i was like when right. i watched the movie yesterday when i watched um everything everywhere all at once i was like well what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> caught you by surprise yeah and that's why i always get like kind of like why are everybody so pissed off at like a24 and stuff i was like they seem to be one of the few people who are like here take this a24 weird is shit. actually doing the work yeah mm-hmm. i was like here take this weird shit we only like this thing obviously they want to make money I was like, if you're going right. to get the weird thing, this is the people who are going to give it to you. Um, yeah, like, they're making a Marcel the Shell movie. Yeah, yeah. They I, I that saw trailer. that yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, wait, that's a movie? That's a movie now? We're going to do that? Yeah. That, I mean, that feels making, like a... They're making Barbie still. Are they, they the ones making Barbie? Um, no. I, oh, is it? Oh, and then what, what movie is Lena Dunham making? I don't know what she's That's doing. like also if Lena Dunham's not making Barbie, she's making like no, no Greta Gerwig is making Barbie. Yeah, no Lena Dunham is making like strawberry shortcake or like Polly Pocket or like some <laughs> shit like oh, that. Oh, I think it is Polly. Somebody's making Polly Pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. We'll see how that goes. All right. I mean, that's like yeah, that's more like IP fair. Like I feel like there are ideas out there i have seen people talk about the script that they got or the thing that they're working on and i'm like i want to see that twice you know yep like like give me give me so many more 40 year old versions than uh, (laughs) yes you know the things that are coming on here give me the 40 year old version again and again before you give me another three years of marvel doing the same (laughs) stuff yeah marvel and P- marvel and pixar are even like oh shit this shit works like asian people are cool now like <laughs> oh my god asian people have been cool forever like stop being weird 
Yeah, that's why like it feels like a money grab sometimes. I'm like, oh, look at you. Yeah. You can make us money too. We, we're it's sorry so- we just ignored you for like 20 years. <laughs> it's dogs. So it's, it's whack. I mean, I feel like the people who should be in charge of movie studios should be like fucking TikTok kids, honestly, or like the people who see movies, not like studio execs. You see these like, white men in these crazy crazy suits talking on behalf of like the marvel universe like what the, what's the last time you read a comic bro like what's the last <laughs> time you what yeah how are you in charge of the studio how are you in charge of like creative vision and like you don't even watch movies you know what yeah. i mean that's yeah. crazy well i don't know the, the guy, guy in charge of like paramount is the guy who used to make all that like yeah <laughs> And we only learned that through the podcast is what we're doing on our podcast. Yeah. It's crazy to see. It's crazy to even imagine that. The guy who made Hardball oh, is the yeah. head of Paramount right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's backwards to me, fam. That's backwards. Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I think um, I think the whole IP thing is going to kind of it's either going to start to bite people in the ass or they're going to start kind of being like, why am I watching a movie about yeah. a dollar? Why am I watching yeah. a movie about? I mean, the Barbie thing sounds insane. I just kind of want to see what happens. It seems like it's going to... Yeah, but then you saw what happened with Cats. and uh, Oh, God. That was not, not, not a good look. But then you saw what happened with Transformers. And that was uh, a ching-ching look. Yeah, I saw a couple of those. There I are seven of those them. movies. Wait, how is that possible? <laughs> there are seven. <laughs> I, I only saw the two. I only saw two, and I was like, never mind. After that, I but- saw the first one in the theater, and the second that Bumblebee took a piss on John Turturro, screen legend John Turturro. I was like, yeah. I think I'm done with this franchise. <laughs> they obviously don't respect me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the one I saw. It was like, what was it on Twitter not too long ago? I might have been like this week. It was like somebody talking about how the Transformers are involved in like history or something. And I, I said that Harriet Tubman was involved with the Transformers program. And I said, we're, doing, we're doing too much. And I wonder if that's one of the newer ones. What? <laughs> it was like, okay. it was kind of like how they did it, I guess, in Eternals where like, the Eternals are involved in oh, like the fall ma- of Babylon. So yeah, like, like a lot of the major... Transformers been around watching uh, Harriet shuffle through the woods. Basically, like they've been Earth Guardians or whatever, and like they well, made... they've been Earth Guardians. Why did they do shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right, how right. it is in every single. Harriet and like forty other tired niggas behind her in the middle of the night trying to find their freedom, and he was like, "Keep going." <laughs> so like they could turn into a train and then help everybody right. turn into nah. a that's what you're telling me right? <laughs> they turn into a little yellow mustang and, and helped everybody yeah well, i mean but also like the premise of transformers i'm sorry this is gonna go off the rails the premise of transformers <laughs> is that they emulate technology so, so in in harriet's time <laughs> Are they a cotton gin? Like, what's happening? What are they doing? <laughs> what is it? Like, I, I guess they have to be a train, like Brittany said, or or a. They're all trains. <laughs> They're all trains. Could you imagine one of them's a cotton gin? Just like, oh, sorry. 
sorry. You don't want to see this. I'm sorry. Let me let me hide myself. <laughs> you never want to see one of these again. <laughs> Starscream was like, you know what? Let's get this money. Well, I don't give a damn. I'm yeah. a bad guy. I don't like none of this shit either, but I'm trying to get a bag. Just gin up this cotton. <laughs> yeah, I think hopefully people will kind of see that you can make a weird movie that's still yeah a money maker I, guess. I mean they don't have to make money but i feel like that's the problem people like things that make money even though it's not the money that like they're helping it make money <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i guess at this point we should ask where the, uh where we can find you guys um so you know, give your handles and tell us how the people can listen to you and what new episodes maybe you have coming out if you can share that oh yeah uh, Jordan. okay well yeah you can find the show at white underscore pod on twitter um white people won't save you wherever you you podcast we've got a few good ones coming up i think there'll, there'll be interesting movies to talk about um probably the next episode we're going to have is a time to kill uh, which is uh, one of those ones that I'm sure a lot of people have feelings about. I'm <laughs> pretty got excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've also got episodes with Freedom Riders coming out, uh, Mr. Baseball, um, recording the episode for The Great Wall soon, uh, oh talking about that. <laughs> uh so a lot of a lot of interesting ones and like we said there's more and more movies coming to our attention almost daily so uh if you have movies that you want to send us uh white people won't save you pod at gmail.com just just let us know what you got because we we got to get through this list and it's not getting any smaller so <laughs> it's not it grows which is Good. terrible <laughs> um, but Cameron where can they you can find me if you're looking for me you can find me on Twitter at jrsosa18 and same thing on Instagram Cameron uh, you can find me at theblipster1138 on Twitter and Instagram for foolishness <laughs> <laughs> yes be honest with the people <laughs> oh I'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> Brittany tell them where they can find us you can find Black Girl Film Club on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. You can also find us wherever you're listening to this podcast. So on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Black Girl Film Club. You can also email us if you want to send us letters or notes. Um, don't send us hate mail. Do not sign us up for like diapers.com or oh. shit. Mm. Um, at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com um, and you can find us on Instagram at blackgirlfilmclub and visit us at blackgirlfilmclub.com we are so many places hey, yeah hey, we hey. everywhere we out here we're Get just it. doing we a lot we outside <laughs> let's yeah. go <laughs> Uh, so we want to thank uh, Jordan and Cameron for joining us today. Um, and like they said, you should go follow them, um, listen to their episodes. If <laughs> I know their movies might be a little bit more um, difficult. <laughs> there you go. There but you, you go. have really great guests and you always have really great commentary. Um, thank you. I always suggest so everybody start with White Man's Burden just because of how ridiculous it is. But then <laughs> yeah. go down the list. Um you know, they, I, 
I actually love how you have so many different guests on your show. <laughs> um, we try. Yeah. We we try. That's literally <laughs> we, <laughs> we we make it work though. Jordan honestly makes it work. I have to be honest. Jordan is the one out here. You gotta I, hustle, I got man. The, I got the occasional guests. I'll bring in the occasional guests like once every one out of five and stuff like that. But J- Jordan be making it happen. He even like he'll be hitting me with like, yo, this person's on this week. I'm like, what you do right i'm the puny tango podcast again there you go and i'll I'll be a truckie yeah i'll be i'll be a truckie as long as you're not lacy it's all good and as long as you're not lacy it's good i don't know if that would last very long (laughs) a puny and a lacy (laughs) Um, so yeah, I guess does anybody have any other notes? Brittany got any other closing closing statements? Um, not at this time. Um, we have been through it with Pootie Tang, so <laughs> I'm just gonna end it here for me. You don't want to give them a sadate? Oh yeah, sadate. Um, on the runny time. Yeah, <laughs> gave you an opening. What a time, my Damien. Yeah, call me down um, on the panty style. Call me down on the panty style. <laughs> oh, oh, call me down on the panty style. <laughs> yeah, you have to correct it so people know what you're talking about. True. That's right. It's all about inflection. It's like Mandarin. <laughs> okay, if there's something else we're going to say, bye. <laughs> right, peace. Bye, guys. Bye. Later.